0: everybody, and
1: welcome back to Come Play Podcast, episode number 20. On this set podcast, we're going to talk about
0: Think the, uh,
1: the uh, NBA trade deadline. We're going to wrap that up. We're going to talk about, uh, as Bobby calls it, the double Uh and uh, we're going to talk about the NFL offseason, uh, and joining me this week, uh, and we will have a special guest later, you will hear that later, but joining me this week is everybody, it's all, the four, all four of us. So hey, what's up, guys?
2: Hello, Good
3: morning. I'm feeling like ass, but let's do this. Top of the morning, <coughs>
4: end of the morning, what's the difference?
1: You know what will make you feel better, Bernie? Zach's thought of the week. That's what was going to make you <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Let's hear that. Zach, oh, yeah, let's this,
1: hear it. This week's thought of the week. I'm sure it will
2: make you guys feel better. Um,
4: <laughs> the segue of the century right there.
2: <laughs> $100,000, but for a year, everything you say sounds like a question. <laughs> <laughs>
0: This is this
4: is this is talking to any girl at a bar, like to like the top of like the top level.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you just hang out at bars, you'll fit right in, get laid all the time.
1: <laughs>
3: Jesus
2: Christ,
1: Christ. Um, God money. Oh, I, I don't,
3: I don't know, uh, hundred thousand dollars, but like, okay, so it's like sounds you like have to a question. You have to ask a question, or like, it just like sounds like you're talking in question form.
2: It sounds like a question, like yeah. You don't have to talk in questions. It just sounds like a question.
3: So, like, if you're at your house, you you just got to, like, if you're, like, wanting to play Xbox, you're like, man, I really want to play some Xbox?
0: (laughs) Right.
2: This would Uh. suck.
3: This would would
4: suck at any business meeting ever. (laughs) Because it'd be like, all right, guys, our sales are down. What do we do? Well, I I think we should, uh, you know, cut off these employees we should let off these guys uh we should also get out of this business
3: uh dude I don't know man that that's not enough money I don't I don't know well maybe maybe for maybe for slightly more like can I get a can I get a raise my girlfriend would get so tired of me no, so 100,000
4: quickly Jesus Christ I $100,000 man that pays off most of my student debt um fuck i don't think so man i can't because just just because i am gonna hate myself for sounding like that at some point down the line like within the first couple days i'm gonna be so pissed and you i don't probably not you.
2: talk as much
4: no but here's the thing i have to be you know in what i do here at school and and and, and professionally like i i have to yeah. talk like right, i have
3: language. to talk well here, sign language is a good one but here's an idea i, <laughs> I have i'll just become a buddhist and take a voluntary <laughs> vow, vow of silence. A vow of silence. <laughs> Dude, there's that, some guy um
2: that works with Travis Barker, the drummer for Blink-182 that has yeah. taken a vow of silence for 22 years. Wow. He hasn't spoken a word in 22 years. Wow.
3: Dude, I'll just I'll just be like wow, that. Wow, I'll, wow. No, I'll, I'll just be like that monk from the hang like the second uh, hangover movie and just not say a word the whole movie. So,
4: Wait, I'm I'm kind of interested in this though. Wait, is there a reason he does that? Um, I
2: don't. I don't know. He's uh, he was talking about it on Rogan. Um.
4: He, oh, Travis was talking about it. On yeah, he team. was on Rogan I, recently. I thought you meant was the
2: guy. Yeah, I'm like about uh, it on Rogan. <laughs> yeah, right. He's not a normal dude. Uh, excuse me. Um. Well, obviously he's not a normal like, dude. Excuse he me. That? Yeah. <laughs> you think he um he doesn't have like. Like he's not a monk or anything. He doesn't ha- really have a reason other than he just wants to. <laughs> as far as I know,
4: there's got to be some like underlying reason. Like he just.
3: Well, I mean, yeah, there's got to be a reason, but yeah,
4: there's always a reason for that kind of. No, thing. I, I just know.
3: feel like I'm not talking at all. So ba- basically, you just that. me and basically just me in middle school. That's what I have to do for the rest of my life, right? What, yeah,
4: did you not did you not talk a lot in middle school?
3: Dude, I was the quietest motherfucker in middle yeah. school. Like, I'm pretty sure people didn't even know I could talk. That's how quiet I was. <laughs> like, I I don't know. That's just how I was. But I nah.
2: I don't, I don't anyway, know. Um, I'd probably do it and just try not to talk as much.
3: Yeah,
4: I, I it, if I do it, I'd, I'd definitely be a lot more quiet. But the like I said before, like everything that I have to do in school, like somebody needs to kind of put their foot down, like leadership wise, with you know, because you're working in teams a lot of the time. And everything sounded like a question is definitely not the leadership qualities yeah. that you know the a crew would be looking for. Yeah. So, and I don't know. Oh my god, it. but wait, imagine the podcast though. Like imagine we're on here talking like that. <laughs> I, uh, think about I, that. I think the NFL is not good at handling domestic violence cases. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: I don't know. Now that I think about it, like, you know, a hundred grand a year, like that's mm. that's a pretty good amount. I mean you Well,
2: you can choose to stop it the next year. You don't have to do it like You get your hundred K, then you have to talk in questions for. Oh, okay. I I thought you meant
3: like I'd be forced into this. (laughs) No, you don't like. Like, if you take the
2: hundred K, then then for the next year it's in effect. But then after the year's over,
3: okay. But I guess you could
2: either take another hundred K and do it again, or just decide not to.
3: So if I took like two hundred K, then like like could I stock up? No, you can't stock up. (laughs) Oh dang!
4: Here, here we go looking for like the loopholes and the. Dude, I, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying
2: to find a loophole or something. I mean, I yeah, think the best luck. loophole is just not
3: talking as much. Yeah, like, I
4: think the Vowel Silence, I think, is going to be your, your best bet right there.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, okay. So now that I think about it, though, like 100K, like that that's – that's a living right there. So like, I I'm I would consider um, it. I'd probably do it.
4: I, I I wouldn't say immediately no, but after stating everything that I've stated about it so far, I probably wouldn't uh, wouldn't get involved in this. It just there's way too many repercussions. That I feel like I get myself into. I can't talk in general, let alone this being put on me, and I'm gonna sound like a complete fucking idiot walking around like that. Like oh my <laughs> god, I I, I can't even imagine. I, I'm not even gonna be able to do this show. I'm telling you right now, I'm
3: not gonna be able to do this show if I have to do that man i i think i i want to have sex maybe (laughs) uh i jesus hey babe let's have sex
4: yeah imagine 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 trying to like i don't know you go you go into the store right and you're picking something up like say you're picking up a pizza right so you're picking up a pizza from from the store and and they're like oh do you want uh do you want like uh I don't know. Like here, there's
3: a place called Pie Five at the end of the street. Here, oh, do you want cinnamon sticks with that? Yes. <laughs> and then, then the guy's like, "Okay, wow, this guy has an attitude." Fuck no.
4: yeah, right. And there was it was funny. We were there yesterday, and there was the the guy there um, was asking uh, my my roommate if he wanted uh, if he wanted like uh, Old Bay and like this this kind of cheese seasoning that they have, and. uh He's like, do you want this or that? And he goes, can I actually have both. He's like, oh my god, thank god you said that because people say yes to that. Do you want this or that? And they say yes, like, <laughs> like all the time. He's like, so thank you for saying both.
0: Yeah, like, but, that-
3: but, but, but imagine that. But imagine saying like question. Yes. No. Dude, I I would just it, it, like if I was you know if I was behind the counter there, I, I'd probably just get pissed and clock the dude. Yep. <laughs>
2: I, yeah, that's why I can't work in a grocery store. I'd end up fucking squaring up with an old white lady that gets an attitude.
4: <laughs> <laughs> my, I mean, my, you know, I, I, I won't go into my. I, if my my worst customer service story from when I when I worked uh, in fast food, you know, I if if that was all questions coming from the guy in front of me, I would probably have killed him. Just, just <laughs> he was already talking terrible from the beginning. But if everything he said was a question after, because he had a big order, it was like one of those things,
3: um, dude. I, I've I've been to that store that you work at. I don't I don't understand like how on earth you did that for what like a year and a half.
4: Yeah, year and a half, two years. It and it. And you were it, a drive thru didn't you? I well, I was cashier, so I was I was in house. Um, and I did do drive thru every once in a while, but for the most part, I did just you know front front cashier, uh, most of the time. And you know I, I love the workers for all you know my 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 coworkers and everything like that. It's just one of those things, but I there's only so much you can take from customers. A lot of the time yeah. it's just, it's just, I'm done. I, I, I can not do it
0: anymore.
3: I, I hope you know, like if you'd still, if you still worked there and like, I had like this question problem, I would drive up to, to the drive through oh just to piss you off. Oh uh,
4: yeah. And you know, <laughs> there are people who do this. Like you, you see the vines or, well, I guess the Twitter videos now, but there were the old vines of people messing with drive through employees. Like the, the one I could think of is the dude, who drives up? He goes, "Yo, it's my birthday. What can I get for free?" And the girl in the drive thru says, "Uh, nothing." And he's like, "You a bitch!" Like loud as wow. shit. Like <laughs> it, for, for <laughs> in the feds, it, it is kind of funny, but there are people who go there and like try to make it as hard as possible. People that people, troll, people
2: that work at fast food places deserve to be shot. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh it's my God. fucking
2: fast food. You're right. People working there do not love their life. They're on suicide watch.
4: (laughs) No, and, you know, there are only a select few people there who plan to stay there for a while, and one of them was not me. So, you know, as soon as I had the opportunity to leave, I left. You know what I mean?
2: I mean, don't get me wrong. I love working in a restaurant, but, like. Right. So I'm in I a just, restaurant. I'm in the kitchen. I don't see a single customer's face the entire time cuz I, I was I bet that
3: is glorious for you, Zach.
2: Oh my oh. god, yes. <laughs> all I got to do is make the food. I don't have to talk to anyone.
4: It's I so I was never good at the, the whole the whole cooking thing. Like I I know how to do it and I can go through all the stations that we had there, but I was better at the customer service thing, so that's why I was always put up front. Yeah. But I but I see exactly where you're coming from. Like it, it probably gets um you know, really hectic back there once, you know, the store gets busy. But for all those purposes, yeah. the only people you have to deal with are the people next to you. You don't have to deal with any customers out on the front. You don't have to deal with anything. And then maybe management yelling at you every once in a while. Yeah, But well, customers are a whole different breed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I have the management now, so.
4: Oh, yeah, you got the ma- what do you What do you get in trouble for already?
2: I'm not getting in trouble. I'm the management.
4: Oh yeah, you are. The, that's right. You are the management now. That's right. Yeah. That. Okay. I thought so, I thought you said so, I, ha- I thought you said I had the management now. As if you like you had somebody yelling at you already. I was like, oh wait.
3: Uh, so Zach, like when you when you were a cook, like could you just like chill in the back and like just wear some headphones while you cook some food, or like you gotta like focus?
2: I mean, I blast music on my speaker. Okay. <laughs> so you see they, they for they everyone see, to hear.
3: You see where I worked at? They they hated that.
4: Like they were so against that happening. Like it, it was, it you know. Dude, I wear, I, I
3: wear headphones at work all the time.
4: No, oh, they won't let us do that because it, it was a one of the the cross contamination hazard. Which holy crap! Like so, when I was there, the, the the number one thing with the training of that was, uh, you know, don't cross contaminate, don't cross contaminate, change your gloves, change your gloves. Which yeah, that's good stuff to know. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it's just funny that the amount of things that they keep saying like you know don't do this and don't do that like it was pounding head don't wear headphones don't like touch your phone afterwards don't have your phone in it or whatever like right, stupid right. things like that like and it, it was just cross-contamination was always the thing and it became right. like a running joke yeah,
3: it, time. It, it's funny you mentioned that it's like um this like you don't like i work at jimmy john's you don't necessarily have to like change your gloves um right. after like every sandwich but like i always change my gloves uh after like i touch something like tuna Cause like you know yeah. you don't want to like you know touch tuna with like a different sandwich that's just my thing
2: right, right. yeah I mean I changed my gloves every time I touch raw chicken like yeah, it, every it became, yeah I would too
4: it became habit like if you touch raw stuff yeah change your gloves afterwards the words and then the other thing they would have you do so like my where I worked they had they had regular and spicy um and they were very 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 separated they were still like in the same thing but like the baskets were separated you actually had like it's like a little slider door like for the different flour for 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 uh breading those types of chicken. And you had to slide it over to get the other one. So it was like kinda like half of it was for the regular and half of it for spicy. And you needed to switch your gloves. No uh no questions asked, no no excuses. You have to change your gloves in between using both of those things.
3: Yeah, that I mean that that's just basic food policy at that point.
4: Yeah, it is. And like I said, I'm not hating on it. It's just it's just always interesting. Uh, ha- like it, it became a joke of cross contamination, like that. That's what they even called it for not changing gloves between using spicy Dude, and regular. Chicken. I just want
2: to say, as someone who works in a restaurant, any restaurant that gets a hundred on their health score, like, is just somewhere that's well liked by the health inspector because that is not possible. Like, <laughs> is one you can get a ninety nine, but it is one hundred percent not possible to get a, like perfect score realistically because. It's a yeah. restaurant. Something is always going to be dirty. Like that's the downfall of working in a restaurant. It is. If you get bored, you get bored or slow at work, there's always, always something to clean. Like, and
4: there's and, a, there's an acceptable level to it. What I never understood is um, at the restaurant I worked that you'd walk through the kitchen, right? And you know, it, you know, first thing you see, you know, all the breading stations and you know, cooking stations, yada yada. And literally, the the, the trash room is a door away from the kitchen. Yeah. Like, why? Like, that seems that seems like something that should be a problem, right? I mean, right. they had they had extra measures in there. Like, it had, like, the, the kind of, you know, like, when you walk through a door, they have, like, the air that shoots downward, and it's supposed to kind of keep bugs out kind of thing. Like, that, they had that in there, but, like, it just seemed weird to me that, like, they were all, like, you know, we had to make this thing as clean as possible. We had to, you know, swab down the drain and everything like that. But then, like, a trash room is a door, a single door away from the full-fledged kitchen. It just seemed weird That's to me. That's Tyler,
3: Tyler, well, really quick, I just want to say, Tyler, I know you've got to have at least, like, one good customer service story.
1: One? I got about a million. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, there, I said, is, I said at least. There is crazy people in this world. I don't understand, like, you know, crackheads are just walking <laughs> into fucking staples at 24-7. I know I guess the one I'll say that I have um this happened probably 6 months ago. This guy came in and uh I work at Staples if didn't show Was today. this before or after the whole meniscus thing? This was between the first and the second and this was terrible. So okay. there you go. Uh so this guy walks in and at Staples I work in, you know, the the office supplies section which is just basically stocking the shelves and stuff like that, but I also, you know, do the furniture, the the uh, you know, desks and chairs like I'll sell that to people. And this one guy comes in and he's, you know, talking about how he's looking for this this desk for his son uh, and he wants to get him this chair. And honestly, I kind of feel a little bad cuz I feel like it was one of those situations where he wanted his son to love him more. He was sanity you know got him all this stuff and blah 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 and it was like being really weird and he was like asking me personal questions he's like he, he's like um he's talking you know I can't I honestly can't remember the whole conversation specifically, mm. but I remember him saying something about um his son's girlfriend's pussy smelling bad <laughs> um, <laughs> and, uh, Wow yeah you what? heard that right and oh uh, my fuck. And he was talking about having s- how, uh, you know, he had broken up with his girlfriend and he gave me an exact number of days. He was like, yeah, we've been broken up for like 281 days. <laughs> Jesus. And, so that was him. And then we, he, you know, I kind of just had to go along with the conversation. So we, we were talking about like going to Vegas or something. I don't really remember what, what? I said. Uh, and that's fine though. Yeah, I'm not buying anything. Um, of course he doesn't. Of course so, he doesn't. So, so he was with me by the way for an hour. Like, no, I <laughs> could not get away from him. It. it was literally an hour. He goes outside, uh, all of a sudden. Like I'm in the back of the store, and I see him come back in. I'm like, oh, here we fucking go. But no, he he goes to our copy center, um, who and talks to a girl who actually, Bobby, you know, it's it was Crystal, somebody who he's, yeah. she don't work there anymore. But goes up with to her. Uh, who is 20 years old, and this guy is in his 40s, 50s, and says, uh, "You have beautiful eyes, and you smell good."
4: Oh, Jesus! No, no, so. stop, stop. <laughs> stop,
1: stop! I mean, that's one of many. I mean, As honestly, dude, plus year old man, there's only
2: a certain level yeah. like of compliments that you can give out to a younger girl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like
1: not just I, being
2: friendly and you're fucking creepy dude like
1: yeah i mean there's literally two
2: modes like for compliments coming from old men yeah. it's fucking creepy or friendly yeah i mean <laughs>
1: it's it's literally every day there's something different i mean if it's uh us getting yelled at or if it's just somebody being it's it's just well, the nature of the well, beast well if
4: I, I i do i do kind of want to tell my okay before because i know we've spent a lot of time with this but i do want to tell mine real quick because i just think it's one of the stupidest interactions with a human i've ever had in my life <laughs> like i just i i don't i i can i might have told the story to you guys before but i don't think i told it on the podcast um i was avoid saying it just for uh uh anonymous purposes but i can i don't think it's bad i used to wear a chick-fil-a is, is what we, we've been talking about for a while for a while now and was cool with my my time being there but no one stays in, in fast food forever so i was working a, a saturday as a cashier one day right so this guy comes up it's, get, it's getting pretty busy. It's around lunchtime. So he comes up and he's, you know, I, I do my thing. I'm like, Yo, how you doing? You know, what can I get for you kind of thing. So he goes, okay, I have a pretty big one for you. I'm like, all right. So he starts like listing off things like, okay, I want number five, I want number three, number seven, et cetera, et cetera, right? He starts g- giving out all these meals to me. So I'm putting him in. I'm putting him in, no problem. I don't miss a beat on this one, right? So he gives me all this stuff and then he's like, no, I think that's it. And I, 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 I at one point, I told him what he got, right? Because part of the protocol was like, you know, you have to read him back to order. I, I, I started listening to him what he had, yeah. right? So I, I forget what the exact total came out to, but I thought it was like 38-something. So I said like, oh, total was like 38-something. He goes, he, he, you, see, you see immediately, like, he had his card, he, he, it was so like somebody from theater school kind of thing, where he had like, he was holding his card up in the air, like he was ready to use it. And as soon as I said the price, he dropped his shoulders and his hands landed on the table, like exasperated type thing. Uh-huh. And he's like, that's not right. <laughs> I'm like, that's, I'm like, but that's, sir, that's the total. Like, and you got this, 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 and this, right? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm like, well, well that's what it is. He's like, but that's not right. I'm, what are you, what are you arguing here? Like, I, I, I'm like, I, I, sir, I, that's, that's what it is. And he goes, just go get your manager, please. I'm like, I'm like, this. I'm like, yeah, fine. So I, I, I'm like, uh, hey, uh, can you come help me with this customer, please? Um, so what I haven't mentioned yet is that during him talking, at, at one point he ha- at one point he just casually handed me two like free sandwich chicken sandwich coupons, right? Just just free sandwich coupons. To he here's here's the thing here's and here's where this gets important is because he did that. Without mentioning them, like he just handed them to me as he was still looking up at the menu, like it it was like he was doing a drug deal. Like he was (laughs) he was looking at something else and he handing me the coupons. (laughs) So he handed me the coupons and I put them in. So the way you put them in on 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 our system was that it was you you put them onto the order, but there's a button you hit for when there's a coupon, and then you put the coupons in in the drawer, and then so that they can you know if they ever need when they do their bookkeeping they can go look for those coupons, right? So you know. He does that and he's still arguing the price with me. So she, my manager comes up and she's like, okay, you had this, this, and this, you know, listen to the whole order again. He goes, yeah. And she goes, okay, so it's 38. And he's like, that's not right. (laughs) So so she she finally realizes the situation I'm in and she pulls out the drawer and she holds up the coupon. She's like, look, you got these, right? And he goes, oh no, I wasn't trying to use those. I was just trying to give them back to you guys because I don't want them. (laughs)
1: <laughs> okay well, she's like
4: well she's like well we don't do that <laughs> and it's and she's like and the, the same we always get is because there's there's a chick-fil-a where i was working at, and there was another one 10 minutes away right and he's like oh the other one does i'm like yeah cool we're not the other one so <laughs> so we were like go give them to somebody or just hold on to them so we give them back the coupons but here's the thing the price still never changed all we did was take off two sandwiches. So. He she gives him back the coupons and uh she leaves and I'm like it's still 38. <laughs> like, like, and he's like, okay, swipes his card, that's it. I'm like, I'm going to the back for a second after that one because I literally think I just dropped down to a sixth grade reading level. Like, I, I, oh my god, I lost so many did, IQ did, points in that conversation.
3: Did you get do you guys have like a screen pillow in the back where you can just like stuff your face in and just uh, scream really loud? Uh, it's I the would. free,
4: it's the freezer.
3: Oh, okay. No, Chick Fil A just go in the back and pray, and then come back. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, I can't say that doesn't happen.
1: Yeah, but- I I don't know who whoever came up with the slogan "The customer is always right" is a fucking dildo. No, they're uh, yeah. a fucking customer. <laughs> <laughs> customer. That's what they are. Uh, yeah, I
4: heard I heard that because uh, I heard that from a manager, and I'm like, no. No management
1: person
2: has ever said that. Like, look,
4: the customer is always right with how their experience is in a store, right? Like, if they come up to you and they say, "Look, we had a bad experience eating here," okay, yeah, you're inclined to believe them because at the end of the day, that's who you're trying to impress. So if they say you yeah. have a bad experience, then it's a bad experience. But if they're coming up and saying, like, "Oh yeah, the price wasn't right," and you oh, check and, it, and, it, and and it's right, like everything that you you have and the information you have, the the price is right. So in this case, like thirty eight dollars. Right? It was $38. It never changed at any point for any reason. Even when we gave him back the fucking coupons, the price never fucking changed. So, right. so I don't know why they argue this type of thing. At that point, the customer is not right. Like yeah. it, it, it happens. I understand why the slogan's there, but you cannot apply it to everything like that. I feel like that's common sense, but maybe sometimes it isn't.
2: This country needs to take its level of customer service and just tone it way the fuck down. <laughs> like yeah. we need to stop. Fucking being nice to people all the time. Um, it does you didn't not get, you, work.
4: You got the food out in five minutes instead of two. Dude, it's it, it's a it's a chick-fil-a. What the hell do you want? Man?
2: <laughs> Dude, I've had people lose their minds because they got yeah their appetizer. No, they got their food too quickly after they got their appetizer.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Dude, they're I'm there are,
2: serious. I'm serious. There's real people out there that complain about that type of thing.
4: There are people who freak out, like, oh, I ordered a lemonade got an iced tea instead. Okay. All you have to do is come up and just give us the iced tea back, and I swear to God, I will get you your goddamn lemonade and say I'm yeah.
3: sorry. And, and a lot of times, like okay, so like at Jimmy John's, like if I make a sandwich wrong, like I'll remake them like a, the new sandwich, but like I'll just be like yeah, you, you can keep the old sandwich. That's fine. It's so, like I right, have no yeah. problem with it.
4: Right. That's what we end up doing because like so if we give a sandwich but it's the wrong one, we can't take it back. We're not going to put it on the goddamn you know the the, <laughs> the, the rack again. So no, keep it, but we'll go get you the one you actually wanted. Like it's really not hard. And I get it, like some people can be in a rush sometimes and that slows them down a little bit. Okay, I'm sorry, but so are we a lot of the time. Like, you know what I mean? Like it it just I don't I don't understand the people who are so quick to be mean to the people giving them the food. Like this it may, just
3: doesn't this, make any sense. This may be surprising, but like, you know, humans like humans work at restaurants, not robots. <laughs> Right. Robots will work at restaurants and, and, and for and, free.
4: Yeah, for free at some point down the line, but we're not there yet. Um, as of right now, you're talking to another human being like just 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 be nice. Tip your waiters. Be nice to the people who are giving you food. Trust me, they, they, they don't want to be there either. Most of the time. Yes, uh,
2: and a little little tip here: they're touching your food, so you yes. better be nice to them. Yes,
4: yeah, seriously, I I I I do not care if I get fired. I will hack a loogie in your fucking <laughs> sandwich, and you will eat that son of a bitch, and I will laugh as you do so.
3: <laughs> All right, well, let's move on
4: from this. i never i never
1: I've never done that. By the way, I was a cashier. Remember. Alright, now we are gonna move on to our quick picks for the week. Only a couple, uh, not too much going on. Uh first we're gonna talk about Joel Embiid uh having a little spat uh, after his uh after the game the other night against the Celtics where the Sixers lost one twelve to one oh nine. Uh Joel was not happy. Uh he said uh, well, you know what, I'll let Bobby play. He had this to say um about the uh a certain part of the game. New <laughs> and, and that's it. Uh, that was Joel Embiid. Uh, he oh my guy, then... keeping at ninety-seven plus three, bro. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he then walked off the stage and um, and left. You know, I I love Joel Embiid. I do. He he does not. He's not afraid to speak his mind. And look, is he wrong? Like the refs, it's been a whole topic this year about how the refs have been awful in the NBA. Uh, it's and not really even that. It's across
2: all leagues. going Yeah,
1: say. Like, yeah, in the NBA it has been bad. Except
3: the AAF, it's been good there. Yeah, it's been great there. We will um, get to that in a
4: second.
1: The AAF. <laughs> <laughs> AAF um american yeah. fuck
3: that's what the aaf
1: stands for so <laughs> i will say he he did i i believe in the press conference he did say you know he he like you know the sixers were to blame as well there was some things they could have fixed but yeah as he was walking out he said the rest fucking suck uh and this is just the most joel and thing ever i love him man. i love that he's in philly yeah. uh he's just he like I love players that can just speak their mind and don't care about the con- consequences. Those are the the best kind of players. Those um, are The
4: good players. I mean, he, he he's be he's fun. been he's been just so <laughs>
3: funny at the pressers. Yeah, Shaquille yeah. O'Neal was that type of person.
1: Like you know, yeah. whenever pissed, like he had no filter. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he uh, Joel Embiid got fined twenty five thousand dollars for it, which is basically a nickel to him. Um, yeah. but. Yeah, I mean, it's just something I want to bring up. It's just a, it's such a funny clip. It, it's and like, funny. The way, and the way he talks to his accent and his deep, like, the, ref, fucking the,
4: suck. the referees fucking suck.
1: <laughs> I
4: love them, man. It, it was funny. So you mentioned Gil and Y'all. I found a clip where he was on the MTV show Wild Now, uh, basically, the, the show based around just all rap battles. Oh, yeah. So at one point, he steps up to Nick Cannon. And Nick Cannon, and, you know, for those who don't know, you know, divorced Mariah Carey a couple of years ago, um, and he came. Shaquille O'Neal came up, and I wish I had the clip of it because it just—you have to hear it in the voice. The voice just makes it that much better. And he goes at one point, he goes. You wasn't the only one making Mariah hit those high notes. Like,
0: fucking. <laughs> geez,
4: like, in total Shaquille fashion. You guys got to go find that yeah, guy. Yeah, he's got such
1: a deep voice. That yeah, you know, just my God. And he's it. also
4: towering over Nick Cannon, which is just yeah. makes it just so much
1: better. Um, but, yeah, I kind of just wanted to mention that. But the other NBA news we do have, um, it happened last week, but obviously we did not record the podcast last week, was the NBA trade deadline. Uh, a lot of moves, and uh, maybe the biggest thing uh, was Anthony Davis not getting traded. We did talk about that um, on the last podcast we did record. That was the big thing going into the deadline. He did not get traded. Uh, and then, uh, as you know, as I was having technical difficulties recording the show, uh, breaking news did come through. Um, that wait, wait, wait! Breaking news. Okay, thank you. No problem. Uh, breaking news that the Pelicans owner, uh, or not the owner, the GM, they get fired um, for, you know, I don't know, maybe, I don't know if it's for the lack of trading a guy who's not going to sign uh, this summer or what, but he's out. Um, so yeah, that might've been the biggest thing, but a couple of diff- other actual moves that were made, uh, Markel Fultz got dealt to the Orlando Magic um, as a Sixers fan, You know, it was, I think it was one of those cases for, and you guys can agree or disagree here. Like, it was just one of those cases where they couldn't wait for Markel Fultz. Um, They have their big four now, um, you know, with Tobias Harris, uh, Jimmy Butler, and Bede and Simmons. And they just couldn't wait for this guy to blossom. They need, you know, one success now. So they get rid of him. Um, I don't know. That was always my take on it.
3: Yeah, I I will say like him being traded at all isn't really a surprise to me cuz I remember like maybe the day the day or two before the deadline uh I heard rumors that he was actually like might get traded to the Hawks and yeah. that was that was from uh from Woj. So, um so I'm not surprised that he's traded. Uh, and quite honestly the like him going to the Magic like I think is actually probably like one of the best um one of the best um places for him. Um and in return, the Sixers got Jonathan Simmons, a twenty twenty first round pick. That's top twenty protected and a twenty nineteen second. So um not the best trade I would say, but I mean I, I definitely think I that, you know I definitely think the sixers are probably happy to you know receive anything for a guy that probably didn't fit in, fit in their system,
1: yeah, it's just you know with all the uh problems that were well documented about his shoulder and that being fucked up and stuff like that, it's just like you know they they got i mean the other trade I'm gonna talk about real quick was Tobias Harris coming to the sixers um and you know that that was that was a big trade I mean they gave up a lot for that and you know we all know how good the the uh, the sorry jesus christ the warriors are uh, but you know what it looks like they're ready to uh to, you know to try to cement themselves as the best team in the east
3: i i will say like elton brand has done like a, a really good job so far as GM. Yeah he,
1: has. yeah he has um it's just so weird because like literally it was only a few years ago the sixers were uh, the basement Like in the basement of the league, and we're just the laughing stock of the NBA. And they finally grew. But in that deal for Tobias Harris, um, the Sixers got Harris and Boban. Uh, I'm sorry, Harris, Boban, and Mike Scott um, in exchange for Wilson Chandler, Chandler, Landry Shamit, Mike Muscala, um, and like former Hawk. Yeah, and uh, four draft picks, two of them being first round picks, uh, and then two being second round picks. They gave up a lot, but. I
3: just wanna say, uh, for you and Bobby, um Sam Hinkey died for your sins.
0: <laughs>
1: I know. Hey, look, I mean hey it's nice to, you know, they, they made the movie to Jimmy Butler. And look, I mean the the obvious thing about this is that, you know, who they're gonna be able to keep uh for years to come. Um but look they're putting a really good team together right now. And uh, and I look, I like I like what they're doing. Um, I think, like I said, with Folts, you know, it's unfortunate that your number one pick didn't work out. But you, you know, they cut their losses early. See if they can get something out of that, uh, add some depth for this season, and kind of see what happens.
3: So I, w- I will say, like a couple years ago, like with the Sixers, like I legitimately thought they were trying to be the first team in NBA history to start five centers. Like, that, like, oh, I was like I was like, what the hell are they doing?
1: I remember that because I was like, this is when they had, like, Nerland's Noel, and they had gotten Embiid, and I'm like, all right, somebody's got to play point guard. Like, you right. know. And it ain't going to
3: be Michael Carter Williams.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot about him, too. Jesus. <laughs> what a, They had some fucking high draft picks that didn't work out. Um, But, yeah, I mean,
0: it's yeah. just.
1: I, I like, I said, I like the move. I like that they they're trying to trying to do something. Um, another notable move uh, was Mark Gasol to the Toronto Raptors, um, which uh, you know I. I Marcus Shaw has always been one of the more underrated players in the league for me. I mean, he was playing on fucking Memphis, uh, who's sucked the past few years, or really two years. But um, probably
3: an MVP candidate like four or five years ago.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's really good now. I mean the they did give up a little before. I think they gave up uh, Valanchu- uh, Valanchunas. Uh, the um, the Raptors did, but yeah, I mean you're it's the I'll say this, the top team, the top teams in the East look like they're trying to load up. They're trying to, you know, do what they need to do to get to the finals. Uh, you know, you have the Sixers and the Raptors and, you know, the Bucks didn't really do anything, but, you know, they, they got their team there. Um, you know, the Celtics stayed quiet, although they were in rumors. Um, so, you know, teams are trying to do what they can, but. Um,
3: yeah, the the Bucks got Meritage, uh, by the way. Um, oh, yeah,
1: yeah, that's right. I was going to say, I thought they did something, yeah.
3: Yeah, they, they traded Stanley Johnson and Jason Smith for Miritich, which was a really good trade for them. Yeah. Um, let's see, you know, he, he's basically having a career, like basically a career year with the Pelicans. So I think, uh, you know, if he can find a spot on the team, like that's like a perfect trade for him.
1: Or not for yeah. him,
3: but for the team.
1: Yeah. Um. Like I said, I thought that was, like I said, I, I, I always liked uh Marcus, I always thought he was a good player. Um and kinda of see I'm kinda of just scrolling through the other ones. I'm trying to see. I know uh my namesake, Tyler Johnson, got traded. Um oh, the one that I did want to talk about because I don't know how much sense this made. Uh the Sacramento Kings acquire Harrison Barnes for Zach Randolph and Justin Jackson. And look, I mean Harrison Barnes is a good player and all. But the Kings are not even close to being a contender. Why are you trading Justin Jackson? Who you know he might not be the best prospect ever, but he is a young prospect. I don't get that. Um. Um. So
3: that's where I like kind of disagree with you. I'll say, I'll say this is actually a really good trade for the Kings because, like, really, I think they're building a, a solid team with you know Harrison Barnes, Darren Fox, Buddy Heald, Marvin Bagley. Like, that's a pretty solid four, and like. Yeah, you know they, they got to decide. You know Willie Cauley Stein. You know if, if he's their guy for the five spot. Um, but I have to say, like the Kings, like with their Harrison Barnes trade, like I I I feel like they're they're closer. You know they're they're getting there. You know I, I feel like we've been saying that for the past couple of years. But like they they've had a you know they have a pretty solid core now, and it'll be interesting to see. Um, I think it'll be really interesting to see what happens with Willie Cauley Stein in like the upcoming draft. Yeah. So I will um, say this is a, Oh, okay, I will say it's a good trade for both teams, but especially Sacramento.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean Harrison Barnes is a good player. It's just like I just have the stigma about the NBA that nobody can beat the the Warriors. So why are you trying? But I don't, you know, obviously you can't look like that. The other They
3: they they would they I doubt they would have or excuse me. I doubt they wouldn't have trade traded for Harrison Barnes if they didn't believe um he was going to like stay with them for an extended period of time though. Yeah. Right. Cause uh, like he, I believe he signed. Um, I don't know if he has any player options, but I think he's still on the Kings after the, like after this season,
1: I believe, like, I think so. he has
3: one more year on his contract. Um, so, so obviously they got to worry about that then. But like, I, I have a, you know, if, if the Kings end up, you know, still having a solid core, then he might, he might stick
1: ar- stick around. Uh, yeah, he has one more year remaining. Oh, I'm sorry, he has two years remaining, one after this. Um, so yeah, he will be back with them next year. Uh, the last one I did want to mention really quick, um, was like the other kind of sort of big trade. Uh, was the trade between the Washington Wizards and the Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls get Otto Porter Jr. in exchange for uh, former. Was he a first – Jabari Parker, was he a first overall pick?
3: He was second overall. Second he, overall. I believe he went behind Andrew Wiggins, was it?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. I think you're right, yeah. yeah so
3: uh, uh, don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure.
1: The Wizards get back Jabari Parker, Bobby Portis, and a 2023 second-round pick for Otto Porter. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, Jabari Parker has – you know, had to yeah. Sorry, I'm
3: just interrupting, really quick. Yeah, he was drafted second overall, in, in between Wiggins and Embiid.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Damn. <laughs> the Sixers got lucky there. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, they get sent over. I mean, it's just it's a shame because Devary Parker seemed to have all the athletics. That you know he was athletic and uh, need you know had everything needed, but you know the the knee injury. Uh, really kind of fucked him over um, and just never kind of lived up to what he was supposed to be. But um, yeah, that's the, uh, the quick wrap up for NBA trade deadline. Like I said, we missed it last week because we did not record last week, Um, but something I just kind of wanted to touch on real quick. And uh, our last uh, quick pick of the week, um, something that, you know, has gone, if you're a hockey fan, has gone under the radar, or I'm sorry, if you're a hockey fan, it's a pretty big deal. If, you know, casual hockey fan, it's kind of probably gone under the radar. Um, the New York Islanders uh, obviously lost their best player uh, in John Tavares in the offseason. And, you know, everybody was saying that they're going to be this terrible team and, you know, they, ha- they don't have a chance. Uh, Whatever the case may be. Um, Well, they have come out and proved everybody wrong. Um, You know, maybe they'd be a mid-level team. No, they're the sixth best team in the NHL right now. Uh, It makes absolutely no sense. They lose their best player and then get better. Um, But I just want to touch on this real quick because there is one particular point I want to make. Last year the new york islanders had the worst goals against average in the league um and to be honest wasn't even close so their goals against average last year uh per game was 3.57 the next closest team was ottawa at 3.46 and that's you know that's a big jump right there this year is a completely different story um the season. So, you know, in the off season they make an acquisition of Robin Laner and everybody's like, Oh, well that's you know, it's that's I guess a good signing, whatever, like he'll just be this sort of a goalie. But the year he's having has made them go from worse to first in goals against average. Robin Laner um is also an interesting story because he came out over the off season and said he was dealing with some, you know, mental issues and kinda came out and talked about it. And and he's here now, and his stats are incredible. He's got two point oh eight goals against average this year, with a 9, uh, .929 save percentage. Um, and has been really a, a just a great player this year. Bobby, you're a Flyers fan, and the you know Islanders being in the the Metro. I mean, nobody's seeing this coming, but no, it, it, like you know, what do you make of this, like? You know, as a as a Flyers fan, it might be a little frustrating. I mean, I know you guys aren't having a good season, but for any metro team, like you feel like <sighs> the Islanders aren't gonna take a playoff spot and they are. It's gotta you be a know, little frustrating.
4: <laughs> it, it it's it's beyond frustrating to be just, just for the simple fact that you know, the teams that have always been top metropolitan or, or at least have been, you know, Washington, Pittsburgh, and, and now, you know, Columbus has been on a run. Um, and, and here yeah, comes the Islanders. Really. Yeah, and then Philly is usually ending up in a wild card spot. Yeah, it, sometimes look at the third metropolitan, but you know a lot of times they're always they have to be Philly and put on a grand show, right? And then and put <laughs> an, and, 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 and fight for a wild card near the end. But no, the Islanders are something I did not see coming. It's very frustrating. Now, um, I'm not gonna be too frustrated, and just because the Flyers have been a train wreck this season. I mean, they they're doing good, and they're believe it or not, eight points out of a wild card spot with a little over 20 games left. So. You know, I can't blame the Islanders for, for us fighting for a, a, a playoff spot. We're doing that to ourselves. Um, but no, you're right. I did not see the Islanders coming by any means. I, I, you know, what I should have done is looked back at the NHL preview and see what we said about them because I'm sure we were
1: not very high on this uh, team. I, I think I had them finishing third, I think I've had them finishing second to last in the league. Yeah. like before Ottawa. Right. Yeah.
4: Well, they were on that caliber and they lose JT, but I guess what we didn't realize is that Trotz is literally the best coach of all time. Yeah. I
1: mean, that's, that's the thing, you know, it's, so they get Barry Trotz and, but it's just so interesting because last year they, you know, were a great scoring team. They did not have a problem scoring. They couldn't keep a puck out of the net. Right. This year it's the exact opposite. They you know they're they're they got the best goals against average in the league but you know their goal is four they're only they're bottom 10 and goal is four they're right. number 21 so right. like it's crazy
4: so in and I'm looking at their their top goal scores because I mean obviously that's, there's got to be something happening on that front Matthew Barzell um is his second year in the league if if uh yeah, yeah if I'm looking at this right it's his second year in the league um yeah so he I mean he he was good last year he's good this year you know he had he had 85 points last year in total and he has 49 so i i think he be he might be a little under pace or might be right on target but yeah, i mean he's little. still lighting he's still lighting the lamp uh josh bailey's at the top right uh is, is right below him in terms of points um he uh he, he again he had a, a really a career season last year with 71 points um compared to and he's actually a little bit down than than where he should be but um, and then besides that, you guys you got Andrews Lee, Brock Nelson. So the talent has been there, right? I mean, these guys have been there and they may have been overshadowed, overshadowed by JT. You know, I, I really have reason to believe that trots is, is the reason for this. I mean, he knew what to do with the talent that he had and he just put him on a system. That's going to make him like the lamp a little more.
1: So, crazy. I mean, I, I, sorry, I'm like looking at these like, stats and I'm like, how are they like, their point getters are like not even close. Like your leading point getter doesn't even have 50 points. Like it's right. great. I mean, it's just their the they're wealth is very distributed. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's true too. I mean, you got you, you got to
4: score just as much as you got to save. And we, we we've talked about Vegas and how we, we you and me at least seem to believe that that team was not really. A, a team of goal scorers. That was a second line full yeah. team with Mark Andre Fleury. That's what yeah. that was. And I think we're seeing a similar situation, but the it it it's it. You know, you can't say that the Islanders don't have some goal scorers. I mean, like I said, yeah. Matthew Barzal and Josh Bailey have been laying a lamp. Um, but yeah, Robert, Robin Linares. So he's got two point oh eight goals against average in a, 9, a 9, 929 Sorry, save percentage with three shutouts. And then you have uh, I I can never say his name right. It's Grice. It's,
1: yeah, Thomas Grice. Yeah.
4: Grice. I can never say his last name right. And Who's got two point twenty goals against with a nine thirty save percentage? I mean, you have two goalies who like are literally doing the same thing. You put them in, you're looking at the same guy. I mean, yeah, he's doing, they're doing the same things in net. They have they have just about the same. They have the same wins. Bryce has one less loss
1: like it. Yeah, I mean, they're splitting the time, but I mean, it's just crazy because like I said, I mean, the, the Robin Lanner was a highly touted goal, you know, uh, goalie prospect a few years mm-hmm. ago out of Ottawa system. He gets traded yeah. to Buffalo, uh, you know, the whole everybody kind of knows him because of his, you know, quote unquote anger issues. But it comes out that he really has, you know, some issues came out, uh kind of spoke his mind and he's having a career year. It's really good to see.
4: It's, it's funny funny how a winning team makes you a little less mad, huh? Yeah, really. Look <laughs> <was a> going <laughs> on a team like the Islanders this year. Like I I'm sa- a team like the Islanders. That term meant yeah. so little I know. like 5 months ago.
1: I know. It, it's crazy. Man. I mean look, I am I'm, I'm happy for him um because a lot of I'm people well, it, and it, I'm looking at it from the other perspective, and I, yeah. I might be I might be a little salty because you know the Sharks didn't get JT, but you know he kind of left. And look, it, it was on his own accord. He gave them everything he needed to. I mean, look, he played his heart out and stuff like that. But obviously, they're still a little salty. But gotta tell you, it would be something if we seen like a Toronto New York Islanders playoff series this year. Oh my god, <laughs> that would be that something. would be something else. And look. I, I don't get the
4: people who are burning the JT jerseys. I mean, they do want to go home and there was, yeah. but it, you do have to think about though, like, what if JT stayed with this team now with Barry Trotz?
1: Yeah. Oh,
4: this team would probably be even better than they already are. Like Jesus, man. crazy. I mean,
1: it, it honestly is crazy. I mean, I'm looking at the, the league stats right now and, uh, there, it so, just doesn't make sense.
4: Can we can we read some of this off real quick? So let's look at the Islanders real quick. So we're looking at the, the top of the Eastern conference. Uh, top of the Metropolitan, we get the Islanders with thir- 34, 17, and 6 with 74 points. Um and then the, uh, you have Washington with 71 and Columbus uh, in third in the Metro with 67. Um looking at the rest of the Eastern Conference, top of the Atlantic right now is Tampa Bay, and they got 90 points. Okay. I mean that, yeah, I, I mean Tampa Bay. Yeah, them. Tampa Bay is being Tampa Bay. But the Islanders are for all intents and purposes, you know, second or third in the in the Eastern Conference here. Toronto's got 75. But they're on and off, second, third in the Eastern Conference. They're deadly. You know, they're on top of the Capitals by a couple of games at this point. So, you know, I I, they're gonna. I see them making the unless they completely blow up in the next twenty games. They're in the playoffs. Um, It'll be interesting to see how they see. Or I'm sorry, let me try that again. It's going to be interesting to see how they're going to be in a playoff series. Is it going to be one of those teams where they, you know, are top level team in the regular season but choke in the first round kind of similar to capitals caliber where you know present trophy winners die in the first or second round for the next three years yeah so because it's gonna be interesting i will see if they're ready but i mean it's Barry trots like i said so he'll he'll get his team ready if he has to
1: i i just it's so hard to believe i mean if you told me like last year this, you know or like in the off season that at this time of year that they'd be here i would not believe you i mean you like me in
4: september <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just – I'm looking at their stats. I mean, it just doesn't ah. make a lot of sense. And it's funny because, like, you know, they're, it, it's kind of one way or the other because the Sharks this year, their team that is on that can score as basically at will, but they can't keep a puck out of their net. No. And they're doing well, and then the Islanders are different. They, they mm-hmm. can't score as much, but they're doing a really good job defensively. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll end, wrap it up there. But, yeah, I just needed to make mention of the New York Islanders because – what a what a year and like with all the shit going on there with John Tavares, good for them uh you know they uh they they're kind of fire. and excuse, excuse, excuse me just just one second okay here we go fuck
4: the metro
1: <laughs> they're going to do the echo thing uh anyway let's uh let's move on to our first big topic which, uh, man, this has got to be a breath of fresh air for everybody here. The uh, as Bobby calls uh, this the double AAF or the AAF or whatever you want to call it, like a fucking meme. The double AAF. AAF, the Alliance of American Football. Um, the football is fuck league. The football is fuck league. <laughs> uh, so I'm not gonna lie. The, the first time I heard about this league was. After the NFC Championship game, because Drew Brees was wearing a polo with the logo on it. Before that, I did not know what was happening. No, but I'm glad that I watched the highlights from the the week one, and it looks fun as hell. Um, yeah. basically, if you don't know what the uh, the Alliance of American Football is, it's kind of like a um, I don't know how it's a, you. It, 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 it's another footballing. It, yeah, it, it's yeah.
4: similar to how you know. The, the the uh it's not the miners, it's not like a farm system or anything like that. It's just a- another league.
1: Yeah, it's another professional league. Right. Um and you know, it's very interesting because you were seeing a lot of guys from the NFL who maybe didn't cut it there, uh are now here at The and Rejects. they are reject for sure. And <laughs> uh and you know, but look, maybe this is what they need to like show that they still got it. Um, there is, uh, let's see. There's eight teams in the league. Um, we got the, Ara- like these teams are funny. So the names, so the Arizona hotshots, <laughs> the Atlanta Legends, the Birmingham iron, the Memphis, Memphis express, Orlando Apollos, Salt Lake stallions, San Antonio commanders and the San Diego fleet. Um, their jerseys are also kind of sick too. For Like, like all, that's one thing I did notice, like their jerseys for these teams, like it's it's like I don't know if you guys have ever played like the recent Madden games, but like being able to like make the jerseys um, yeah. for, for your team, like it just seems like one of those things. But yeah. uh,
4: the ref, the ref uniforms look terrible though. Oh, I, that, I do not like yeah. them.
1: Those I can agree. With they the suck. Oh my god. So I know, Brendy, you watch the highlights. I don't know if Bobby or Jack watch eyes. I know I saw a few. Brendy put in the chat that monster hit on the quarterback.
4: Oh my fucking god, dude! That hit was brutal. Yeah, and, it, and it, wait, wait. Here's the funny thing. Hey guys, there was no flag. flag on the play. So what the ridiculous. fuck is happening?
1: Yo, if 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 that's in the NFL, that guy gets suspended for the rest of the season. Even like, that's that just oh, what yeah. like that was a clean hit though. Oh yeah, his helmet just went flying. but right.
4: Yeah, the hit was hard, but it wasn't helmet to helmet. The guy didn't really. I don't think he bowed his head. He just straight up just fucking technical football tackle. It was just yeah. monster. Oh yeah.
2: Yeah. It was, Clean uh, as fuck. Was it,
4: Clean as fuck.
2: Roger Goodell would have sent someone the electric chair for that.
0: <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> I, I, actually, I actually think when that when that play happened and there was no flag on the field that even though he probably wasn't even watching, he had a heart palpitation wherever he was. <laughs>
3: like <laughs> it kind of reminds me of that one uh Jadavia and Clowney hit uh, oh, back from I'm college. Oh, oh, my. Guy. oh, that they almost threw him out of the game for
1: no, I'm trying to, was it, I think that was the Outback Bowl, I believe. Um, you know, yeah, fucking nobody wanted to block him. And I don't know, I can't remember who the Michigan running back was at that time, but, but rest in peace.
0: Yeah, he did. He
1: did. He dead. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the, uh, the Alliance of American Football, um, it's a 10 week season. Um, and it began, uh, February 9th and it's every weekend, uh, c b s uh, broadcast it i think i think t n t was broadcasting it uh n f l network um for some reason true t v as it is is like the NCAA. yeah- oh i know i love those it's like what okay it's like true t v yeah I know. which at
4: this point you're only known for two series the uh world's dumbest and um uh <laughs> the uh damn
3: it why well they I do they do the golf. ncaa basketball tournament too yeah i know yeah. that's what i'm
4: saying i i, I don't think the black has a double af but I, I, tnt was surprising me i was making a joke about true tv with the ncaa yeah. um what oh and the uh the the um
1: fuck, You'll get the it out series?
4: yeah hold on yeah just go on keep me on are you
1: talking about a pra- not a practical,
4: practical jokers yeah no yeah, no that's yeah. exactly what i'm talking about practical God, jokers yeah. and world's just, dumbest
1: It's the only thing true tv have known for yeah um but some of the i want to go through some of the names because like we said a lot of the nfl quote-unquote nfl rejects are here um you know for uh for brendy's atlanta legends who i'm sure he's right up on and is huge fan um you got quarterback aaron murray uh there matt sims um some guys there i'm kind of just going to go through the list um the Birmingham Iron, Blake Sims, Scott Tolzien, Trent Richardson, uh, who's probably you know the one of the most interesting names because a guy who was supposed to be you know was a high pick and had a lot of high hopes. He's out of the league in this now, uh, Nick Novak, so. <laughs> Nick Sorry. Novak, who I believe was kicking for San Diego, literally at the or uh, for LA Chargers, literally at the end of the uh, the season. Uh, you got for the Memphis, Memphis express Christian hat. Oh my God. I can't, you can't fucking talk today,
0: dude. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel good. in my Slow throat down. is like, Think no, about my, it.
1: my throat is just like killing me. Um, Christian Hackenberg, Zach Mettenberger, Zach Stacey, Chris Givens, all former players there. Um, Matt Asiata, who used to play for – he was a fantasy gem for the Minnesota Vikings a few years ago.
0: <laughs> uh, Bishop
1: Sankey, Josh Jackson, who was literally just the the Redskins quarterback at the end of the season. So, um, yeah, 10-week schedule. It'll The regular season will end Sunday, April 14th. Um, but yeah, man, it's just refreshing. I, I Like I said, I, I watched the highlights and it's, you know, I'm not going to say it's the fucking NFL talent wise, but being able to actually hit a quarterback and not getting a flag, at, at, it was just so nice. It's it, like, entertaining right there. Like literally, that's so sad to say, like that's the reason, but it really is. I mean, look, I, I know Goodell is trying to protect the players and whatever, but it's gotten out of hand and being able to actually see regular football. Um, it's nice. it it really is nice. Yeah, He can protect Uh, the
2: players, but he couldn't give two shits about the players, wives and girls. (laughs)
4: Oh yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny though?
2: Yeah. That's
1: that's,
2: (laughs) true. Yeah. Who tell me I'm wrong? Like, honestly,
1: I mean, honestly, but you know, um, I, what can we, i uh, Well, I was just going to say, I mean, like I, I like I said, I didn't know about this until the end of the AFC, NFC Championship game. I had no clue this was a thing, but I don't know. I might definitely have to tune in. It's pretty. It was pretty like watching the highlights. It was pretty entertaining.
4: Well, can we can we can we talk about some of the some of the rules real quick? I have a list of them here. About oh yeah, the, yeah. The, yeah the, that, the There's a lot yeah, of interesting
1: yeah. stuff here. Yeah, go ahead. I forgot okay. about those actually.
4: So yeah, so th- the reason why the 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 other reason why double uh, AF is making a lot of noise is because of all the different rules, and some of them are what are are what the um, we've talked about on the show numerous times, what many people have talked about for uh, changing in the NFL. Uh, so the big one, and one of the big ones, is that there's no kickoffs, um, and this is probably the weirdest one. There's no kickoffs. The teams simply start at their own twenty-five uh, yard line. Um, And it goes on to say, this is from Bleacher Report, by the way, it goes on to say uh, how the kickoffs are really dangerous, one of the dangerous plays in football just because of everybody running at high speed down the field and hitting somebody. Uh, So they've taken that away. Um, And this apparently also removes the possibility of onside kicks, but there is an alternative for a team trailing by 17 or more points in the final five minutes. After a touchdown, a team can attempt a fourth and 12 play from its own 28-yard line. So if they reach the 40, they keep the ball. If not, the ball goes to our team. So apparently if you're trailing by 17 or more, you have that option. 17
3: um, or more. But like, what if you're like just down by a touchdown? Do you just have to hope to turn it out, like get a turnover? Yeah, yes. so at
4: that point your fight, your your defense has a turnout. But if you're down 17 or more,
3: um, or I guess I guess it'd be eight, it wouldn't be seven because you have to go for two,
0: right? Well, yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, and I'll get that. So yeah, so 17 or more points. If you're down by more than 17, you have the option after a touchdown to uh, uh, run that fourth and twelve play and get the ball and keep the ball. Uh, yeah. And so as Brandy just mentioned, extra points. There, uh, there is not a uh, uh, extra point. It is always two point conversions. Um, no kicks. Um, you always you have to go for two point conversions.
1: Uh, if you miss it, you miss it. If
4: not, there you go. You get two points. That's it. That's really all there is to there.
1: Um, it, it is weird. Like looking at the final scores for the first hmm. week, because it's not like. You know, 7, 14, 21, it's like 40, 15, like it's weird numbers.
4: <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, so, overtime, this gets fun. Ready for this? Hmm. All right. Th- this, is, this is fun <laughs> just because of what it is in the NFL. Um, like in college football, both teams will get a chance to score in overtime. and Unlike college, overtime will not last forever. Each team will get the ball at the 10-yard line with a chance to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion. If the two sides are tied at the end of the one session, the game ends in a tie. <laughs> so that's what that is. Yeah. Um, I like this one, uh, Sky, Sky Judge. There's a ninth official who is sitting in the press box uh, um, in, in, in a WAF uh, game and can apparently call penalties or tell the referee to pick the flag back up at, at, after a penalty. That's basically the booth, like going upstairs.
1: If if it's quick, I like it. Like if if it's something that they can do very quick, that's a good idea.
4: It goes on to say the official will mostly be used to assess safety-related calls, including helmet-to-helmet or blindsides um, that are missed. But the person will also get a chance to rule on pass interference calls in the final five minutes of a game. Okay, so then, you know... look back. at a a Yep, exactly.
1: That's the championship game. Doesn't happen. Yeah. That All right. Way. I love
4: this. So stricter, def- uh, stricter defensive rules. And of course the picture of it is, is, the huge hit that we were talking about earlier. Um, so there's, uh, apparently well, amongst the biggest changes uh, to on field play are the limitations on rushing the passer. Um, no more than five players can rush on a single play players also aren't allowed to blitz for more than two yards outside the defensive line or from five yards back of the line of scrimmage. Finally, players lined up at the line of scrimmage count as rushers, regardless of whether or not they go after the quarterback. Any violation of these rules will result in a 15-yard penalty for illegal defense. This makes it safer for quarterbacks and likely give them more time in the pocket, which could create better offensive action. On the other hand, defensive coaches could have a tough time being creative enough to stop quarterbacks around the line.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, because basically what that limits is, like, you can't throw guys up at the line of scrimmage and then drop them back in the coverage because, like, you can't disguise blitzes, essentially. Like, the, the quarterback knows what's coming, so... Mm.
4: Um, so I wonder if they're gonna you know yeah. th- th- there's some stuff to work out and that that out of all the rules I've read these seem like the ones that they're probably gonna have to work out the kinks for um, You know for but that this is apparently to protect the quarterback more than anything else So there's still, you know, we, we talk all the time of the NFL protecting the players. So they this league is protecting its players um, It's just probably not doing it in the, the strict fashion. The NFL has done in, in recent years um, But you know, it's the first it's an inaugural season. The play was good from everything that I've seen so far, I might have to tune in this week and see if I can catch a game or two and see what it really is all about. But for all sorts of purposes, it the most of these rules sound pretty reasonable. I mean, I have really no objections to really any of these. The defensive rules are a little weird, but you know, yeah. I, I you know, it seems like they're letting things happen, they're letting hits happen, and you know, I'm happy for that.
1: Um Yeah, I mean I I it's like i said it was just a breath it was just a breath of fresh air to actually um see but yeah i mean you know i i like i said i'll probably be tuning in this week and kind of see uh the next the next round of games by the way
3: the next uh round of games by the way is this sunday or at least at least the legend i know the legends
1: are playing i don't know about I think I think there is a games I think there's games Saturday and Sunday
3: but I was yeah. going to say they're like Saturday and Sunday games. I know Atlanta's uh Sunday and like I I'm just like it, it it's funny too because I was watching the uh week 1 AAF game uh with the uh Atlanta Legends and like I had it I had it like on in the living room. I was like all right, I'm going to see what this league's all about. Um but like while we were doing that, I was like I was basically like setting up a a new uh, a new bed that Rachel uh, Rich May bought, mm. and uh, we had we had to get some help like from some coworkers, and like they walk in and like the first thing they see is the Alliance of American Football, and they're like, "Wow, people actually watch this trash league." And like, in my <laughs> head, I'm just like, "Dude, like, have you seen the highlights?" It's like, yeah. it, it like just le- the AAF could be just summed up in like that one hit that um. That one clip I posted with, yeah. um, I think it was uh, San Antonio or San Diego.
0: Yeah,
1: it was that game. Yeah. So they're yeah. also talking.
3: I, I've seen some. I've seen
4: some talk also
3: with the WAF
4: about how the 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 question has come up of whether or not to make that a minor league kind of to the NFL. Yeah, I, like I don't, farm it, system. Right. It, I I doubt it. But um, I guess, do you guys like the concept or do you like the idea of this league being independent? Because here's the thing. Um, in terms of hockey, right, and how that farm system works, there are different rules among each of the league, right? Yeah. Each, each league ha- does have differences in in, in 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 certain rule aspects, but um, for the most part, the game's the same. And AF, you're looking at pretty stark contrast in in the rules, like the two point conversions, the no kickoffs, everything like that. So. I would think that if they do, if for whatever reason the farm system thing happens, right, and the AAF becomes the farm system to the NFL, they're going to have to change those rules back to, well, the, to what natural
2: football yeah. is.
1: The, what, that That's a problem. The other problem is, I mean, if you have a farm system, you, uh, you really need one for every team. And right. I just don't know if there's that demand there. I mean, I know there's a lot of, you know, college guys that uh, might – you know that can't crack the nFL that I don't know going there, but it just I don't know i mean it sounds dumb i mean, I'm sure you can fill enough spots that's not the problem it's filling that all those spots with enough talent I would, um I would to think that, competitive
4: I would think though that like you talk about the demand for it right, but like here's the thing i mean there's 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 football stadiums in every state basically I mean like the, you know you could have them use the the college fields even you know what i mean yeah. like
1: I, and I think um I I forget what team it is. Uh, it might be Orlando. Like I think they they use a field that like I think they use the Pro Bowl field actually. I might be wrong about that. But the the NFL Pro Bowl field that they use, I think that's their home stadium. I might be wrong about that, hmm. but
3: a- Atlanta uses the uh I believe the Georgia State Stadium. Is that what they use? Okay. Which uh it's basically former Turner
1: Field. Okay. Right. So, you know, I, I like I said. I think that's it's not a problem. But like I said, just being able to get enough guys, to keep it competitive and keep it entertaining. I think that's the most part for right now. What they need to focus on is keeping it entertaining and keeping mm-hmm. it different, a little bit different at least from the NFL, and uh, giving you know. Some relief, I guess, for uh, what we witness in the NFL this year with all that bullshit. So
4: this is this is good for you know the diehard football fans who you know miss football in the offseason. It's something to and, and look, you don't have to love it or, or, or hate it, you know more than the NFL or anything like that. But if I you're 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 a diehard, fo- I heard that. <laughs> I think someone knocked on his door again. That's twice. Um. Anyway. Um, you don't have to love it more than the NFL or anything like that, but I mean, it'll definitely fill the void that you're going to have for a while. and maybe open up some new ideas to you, you know, in in the recent discussions about the NFL, such as the no kickoffs. I know that's been a big one around the NFL. Some of that they've considered, or people have talked about the NFL doing, but now you see it in action now. So you now get to see how that affects the game. So at the same time of you being able to fill the void of, you know, offseason and everything else, because sometimes it can get a little boring, you can watch, you can still now watch a game and keep your mind open to these ideas and see if they work or not. And if you don't, you don't like them at all, then hell, you know, at least you, at least yeah. you looked at it as it is in action. And, you know, I, I, am excited for this. I don't know how closely I'm going to file. I mean, I, you know, our area, I don't believe has a team at the moment. No, uh, so, I, you know, I don't know if I'm going to pick a team, but whenever I can, I'll probably tune in and catch a game or two. Just, I do definitely want to see some of these rules uh, in action. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. I'm, I'm, I'm very optimistic about this league. And I'm also glad that, you know, just on a, on a general perspective, that there's now a, another route right now for um, playing professional football, right, instead of this kind of college, high school, college, NFL type of thing. Competition's always good. Right. So a competition is always good for business. So if the AAF can get some numbers and, and, you know, draw in the fans and, and, and draw in some unique viewership and make, and make some noise this, this season, then the NFL is going to have to pick up their game. They're going to force their hand a little bit, or people are going to start flocking because people are already boycotting the NFL for, you know, various different reasons, a lot of their domestic violence stuff and and, and, and stuff like that. Um, You know, so it's just going to be interesting to watch. I think generally is going to be a good thing.
1: Yeah, I like I know. Um, I mean, the big story, and I'm not going to get into this because this creates a whole other topic. But mm-hmm. uh, Colin Kaepernick uh, was approached um, approached by the the AAF and said, "I'm not going to play for any less than like twenty million dollars or something like that." But I mean, they've approached him. They, I think they. I heard Tim Tebow was approached, like you know they're they're trying to get players there so it's good to see but yeah i mean i'm looking forward to it like if if anything it's just a um it's just a another you know the nfl season ends and and now this happens so it's kind of cool um if anything else but yeah looking forward to it um but now we will move on to in case you missed it
3: Alright boys, so in case you missed it this week, so uh, I'm, I'm a little upset about this story because it was it, it was kind of a part of my childhood. This story actually broke like right after we finished recording the last podcast, and, but I really wanted to include it. So I figured in case you missed it would be the best part. <laughs> so uh, you guys may have heard of the company, uh, probably from YouTube, known as Machinima. Oh, I know where this is going. Yep. So Machinima, if you don't know anything about Machinima, they're basically uh they were um they were one of like the first uh they were one of the first companies that gamers could get partnered with on YouTube. Uh and the kind of content they made were like, you know, video game stuff, um kind of like uh like move, uh, movie cinemas uh involving video games, stuff like that. They were basically the first gaming company on YouTube. Well, uh, you may not have heard of them for the past couple of years, though, because they've had a bunch of layoffs. Um, the content hasn't been as good. Uh, well, it's just been announced a couple of weeks ago that Machinima is basically shutting down uh, its doors uh, temporarily. Mm. Um, now they they do have one saving grace. Uh, they are being bought by a company known as Otter Media um but basically since early 2017 it's been a complete downward spiral for them when they um they hired a new gm whose name is uh russell aarons um so machinima is being brought by auto media and is is now being fully owned by uh at&t as well but it looks like this is the end of the line for machinima um which is a shame because machinima has brought a bunch of you know, unique gaming ta- content in the past few years. So, Bobby, I'm specifically curious about your take. I, I want to know what you think about this.
4: And, and for those who really are not familiar with Machinima, if you are at all a video game fan and you have looked up, you know, some of the huge video game personalities who are still around today, C Nanners, Shibby, all of these guys have started with Machinima. They're, they are, I would credit Machinima for being. Um, <clears throat> one of the big reasons why the you know gaming and YouTube is is a thing and and a, a living nowadays,
3: I, I would really attribute Machinima for yeah. that. I re- really quick, I just want to interrupt. Uh, you brought up like C Nanners, like that was like basically the big three of Machinima right there. Was Arc Hutch and C Nanners. Yeah, like, they were the face of Machinima. They like right. they they got their careers because of Machinima. Right. right.
4: Yeah, and you know, I mean, all all of those people are are still around today. Um. You know, there, there. I think they're a huge reason why the gaming YouTube base exists and still exists to this day, and is, as 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 continued to grow over the years. And yeah, like you said earlier, it's 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 been um quite a long time since I've really heard anything um out of them. Uh, you know, simply due to the fact that, like you said, their their uh, their content hasn't really been as good, or or. Anything like that, but a lot of the gamers have kind of grown from the tree and left. I used to watch their show, uh etc. Oh um, yeah, that that was the most recent show that I've watched, but that's been off Machinima for a couple of years now, I think. Um, Because I used to watch that during uh, during my breaks when uh, back in high school for for work. Right. Um. <clears throat> yeah. And and uh. Yeah, it's it's a shame to see. I mean, it was. It, I kind of figured it was gone anyway. I mean, I knew it was still around, but still clinging on to dead air at this point. But um, they're, they're they have a huge legacy behind them. What what I don't get about this whole thing is that and, and correct me if I'm wrong. Since then, but uh, they've since cleared their channel.
0: Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure.
4: Have they? they yeah, from what I'm- I understand, they've cleared their channel, which to me is the stupidest thing about this. Um, because now all the classic videos, all the classic personalities, they're all gone. That history is all gone. Hex uh, optic hex was uh, tweeting and talking about this for a little bit um ranting about how they cleared the videos because they shouldn't have done that. I mean, maybe they didn't have a choice when the bought it, when the buyout happened. Maybe that's what it is. But that that's what really sucks is that the legacy that Machinima had is now really gone. Like right. it's all gone. Which is what
3: really sucks about this whole story. And uh a couple like a few years ago, um one of the biggest uh news stories in the gaming world, um like back when Machinima like was still creating like good content, and they were still doing well. They had a very bad problem. Uh they they were laying off a bunch of people. Like they were the people that they that weren't laying off uh that they were not laying off were essentially getting pay cuts. Yeah. Um and that and that basically caused a uh a, it caused like a few stories to come about like how badly Machinima treats, you know, their um their partners and their directors. Uh one notably um that you probably have not heard of in a long time, X-Jaws. Mm. So,
0: um, he was one of my man, favorites.
3: Man, the X-Jaws, and he's,
4: he's still, he's not doing anything on YouTube anymore, but he's like, he, he owns like a couple like social media companies now, like social media marketing companies now, and uh, he went nuts for a period of time. I don't know if anybody remembers this, yeah, when he just he went completely on, off the rails.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure he was on hardcore drugs, too. They, so.
4: they, he blamed <laughs> He made one video that I remember about it, and it was him talking about Adderall. Because of his yeah. ADHD, but man, that was uh, Jesus! What a weird time that was. Too. My boy
3: extra is taking more than Adderall. <sighs> oh,
1: uh, yeah. I, I remember like a video of him, uh, like the I don't know why I remember this one, but he had like a seventy plus kill game on MW2 yeah. Afghan with like an uh, RPD. Like,
0: yeah. oh yeah, good. Like, like,
2: you know that brings up a point about you know using Adderall in gaming too, because.
4: This is ha, this has become a problem in esports right now is Adderall.
2: Yeah, and their drugs had they're do like it's considered a PED in like in yeah. gamings. So
4: yeah, this is the problem. and This could be a topic for another show about it because the, this has become a more and more of a problem as esports has continued to grow and get bigger, and especially since esports is now projected to hit a billion dollars in revenue this year for the first time ever, um, and projected to hit two billion within the next four or five years um it's it, it's becoming a problem and it's gonna be something we are have to talk about eventually but yeah um i just man I, it's i remember man he went downhill so fast it was so yeah. weird so yeah. weird
3: and, and it's a shame like uh, you know a bunch of the, like it's it didn't work out for him but you know so for someone like you know C Nanners, or you know his career is you know only getting better and stuff like that Mm-hmm. um i am i'm looking on machinimas channel now uh they don't have any videos uploaded and it looks like they only have one video that's even liked yeah, um they cleared out oh okay no it's just taking a while to load but yeah all their videos are gone it's just a bunch of liked videos now sucks uh um, that's
4: that's the stuff that's the thing that bothers me right there i mean maybe like i said maybe they didn't have a
3: choice because i don't i don't know the terms of the buyout maybe they had to do that because of the buyout but it and- is like still so what sucks and uh, I just checked now; their Twitter account no longer exists. Uh, I'm not surprised by that either. Uh, what
4: and, I what I what I figure is going to happen is Machinima is never going to come back. Whoever bought them is just buying their assets and then the rights to whatever shows that they had. So whatever uh, company bought them is either going to make something new with those shows, or um, they're going to just go under their own name and then start something else with, with what the they have now.
3: One Machinima uh, spinoff that I really liked was Machinima Respawn. Yeah, that like, was where. Uh, that was where all like all the top fives would be and oh yeah stuff you like know, I I remember on mission or respawn they had the uh the top 10 series uh with uh Anaj he would always do uh like Call of Duty Black Ops Halo 4 Halo Reach mm-hmm. uh that so that's you know that that's definitely what got uh my interest in starting in the whole machinima thing yeah um it, and that, I think intro I think
0: my,
3: yeah and I, I think machinima realm was like kind of the last spinoff that they had right. um I remember that. and that they they were around for a while but you know it's kind of a shame to see you know a, you know a company like that go especially with the whole rise of uh esports and gaming but um you know maybe they'll make a comeback with this purchase uh from from otter but you know it's looking like it's a no right now i think a thank you is an order to machinima for uh their cultural
4: impact that they've had. Um, they've had their ups and downs. You know, they've had a couple scandals in their heyday, but for the most part, they're, I, I credit them again to the big reason why gaming is such a big and still is a big
3: thing on YouTube to this day. So Machinima, hats off to you. Thank you for your service. And one last note, I will say because of their service, I feel like a lot, well, not a lot, but like most of their... Uh, their scandals have pretty much been forgotten just because of the impact they have had on the gaming community.
4: I would, I would say so. I would say so. And that's not to downplay some of the scandals that they've had. They've had uh, issues with employees and and payments and, and all that, and then uh, um, um, show ownership and stuff like that. Yeah, and that stuff sucks. But that that's conflicts you see in any any production company or studio that's out there. So, you know, like I said, the mission of it did have a huge impact. And, yeah, you, you, you definitely... You know, if you were somebody who grew up or, or, or started watching us in that era, you you know what gaming content is and the prime that it was in around
3: that time period. It was it was insane. All right. All right. So we're going to go ahead and move on from that story. So uh, I'm sure you guys have heard of plenty of like famous celebrities uh, complaining that certain actions and like dances they do are in the video game Fortnite. Mm-hmm. I hate this uh, one. One of which you to talk might about this. Yep. <laughs> one, one of which is Alfonso Ribeiro, who is upset <laughs> that his uh, Carlton dance was in uh, Fortnite. Yep, I remember this. <laughs> uh well. So in in order to combat this, Alfonso Ribeiro attempted to copyright his dance. Like, how has it he know, done that already? Um, probably because it's it's a dance and not really something you can. Copyright, I would suppose. I'm hearing two sides. All right. Well, let me get to the story really Go quick. Ahead. So, um, he went to the U.S. Copyright Office and apparently they were skeptical about the Fresh Prince of Bel Air actor Alfonso Ribeiro's ownership claim over the signature Carlton dance, which became, you know, became famous after a 91 episode. Um, so the Copyright Office is basically saying he did not come up with this. Um, And, you know, I'm not entirely sure if this means like, you know, someone behind the scenes, you know, came up with the dance or like if he stole it off of somebody else. But uh, the U.S. Copyright Office is saying we're not copywriting this. Um, There's nothing you can do about it. You know, sucks. Yeah, no
2: shit. Like, it's a dance, dude. Like, he waited till Fortnite used the dance to make money off of it. And then he was like, I could have made money off my dance. I'm going to try to copyright it now.
3: So according to Ribeiro, he has created he created the alleged dance but did not try to register that dance with the copyright office presumably because he knows that he does not own the copyright.
0: Mm.
3: Which I don't know. The the story the story is a little twisted. I will say though like I'm not surprised that like you know he's not able to, you know, claim copyright over this because I mean I, I don't know I'm trying I'm trying to put myself in issues like I feel like you know if I came up with like something famous or whatever like that you know I, I would be more than happy if it was in the game you know kind of spread it around and have more people do it
4: it's for me this is this is really hard to sympathize with either side because so uh, Randy especially you and me we, we've been through the ringer with copyright issues because of, of of the YouTube careers that we've had Um, All the various clans and stuff in the Call of Duty days, but um, for all its core, copyright is a beautiful thing that exists because it it allows creators for, you know, to have their content protected and not be stolen and claimed by other people. Um, It gets annoying on YouTube, but that's YouTube's fault. That's not copyright law's fault. Um, It's I find this really complex and something that is going to have to really go to court and get clarified because. Uh, Fortnite Epic, I looked this up according to all press, and uh, Epic is claiming that no one can own a dance step and that it is rather a quote, building block of free expression which are in the public domain. Okay, so the public domain means anybody can do it and whatever. I think the problem comes in that Epic is taking said dance and putting it into a video game as a purchasing item. Right? Like you buy this this emote, this dance for your character to do. Right. Is that a problem for public domain? Um I don't know. This I, I find this one to be strange. I'm curious what comes out of this. I actually watched this one closely. Uh I'm sorry if you hear the fucking helicopter that is flying around here. No idea what that is about. FBI uh, open up. We, no, we, I, you know, real quick. While well, you said that, I we had a helicopter with a searchlight looking for somebody around here, and I opened the door to let my girlfriend into my building, and the spotlight shined right on me, like, <laughs> scared the shit out of me. I was like, uh, can you not?"
3: There's Jack Black. We got him. Get him. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I um, yeah, but FBI, open up. But I don't know. I, this this is uh, this is an interesting case. I don't know where I stand on this issue because. You wouldn't know what the dance was, you know, unless, you know, Carlton or Alfonso Guerrero did it, right? And then they talk about the Millie Rock, which was the first case, I think, that came out. Um, I don't know. I, it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, you, you can do it, right? Like, you can, you can go to a dance party and do the dance, right? Like, who's going to stop you from doing that? I think the problem lies with the fact that Fortnite made this dance inside the game and then sold it. That's, mm-hmm. I think, what the
3: issue is. Yeah, I mean but that I mean that brings up another question though. So like so what is that specific dance called in Fortnite? I'm curious because it's uh, obviously it, not it going to be the Carlton dance. It changed its name, right? Well, yeah, but like I I know um I know certain dances like they like resemble, you know, you know stuff from like, you know, famous like movies and TV shows, but like they're called something completely different. I uh I just wonder if that was the case for the Carlton dance. I think they changed the name. I don't think they called it the Carlton. They called it something else. Yeah, um, okay.
2: it's called something else.
0: Yeah,
3: which, that, I
4: figured. Which, so, and that brings up another question. Now, there, there, now this this alt press article um, also says that the Hollywood Reporter said that Ribiera's claim about the Carlton dance was denied by the Copyright Office because it was a quote simple dance routine. Um, but I, I kind of want this to go to court just so I can see what the final answer is on this kind of thing, because, like I said. I think the problem is that they're making money off of this dance. I my my second question then becomes the okay. So let's say this goes to court, right? And the copyright office rules in favor of Epic, and okay. says that nobody can own a dance move, right? So then at that point, what's stopping f- games like Fortnite or really anybody, in uh, uh, for that matter, uh, from just naming it the Carlton Dance when they upload it to Fortnite?
3: Well, would it be a terrible thing if it was called the Carlton Dance? Because then, like. Then you could just look like, okay, so like you're on Fortnite, you see this cool dance called the Carlton dance. It's like, oh, I wonder, like, you know, I'm a kid. I'm like, okay, well, I wonder what this is about. I, uh, I Google it and I, and I'd see, you know, this fresh Prince clip of this, you know, this guy just doing the, the Carlton dance. I'm like, oh, that's pretty funny.
4: I know because he doesn't need the publicity. It's outfounds of Rubiera. Like he's already a, a, a you know, a, a world renowned actor I mean, he's asking for the
3: uh, publicity with this lawsuit. Right. So, but he's,
4: but that also means he wants
3: royalties.
0: Or I say
4: lawsuit,
3: love. but copyright office, you know what I mean?
4: Yeah. Well, the, the idea is that I would think that if he, if he, okay, if the court rules in favor of him and whoever else is suing them, saying that, oh, yeah, it's their dance. So then that means that uh, for Epic Games is going to have to pay. The move and pay to be able to use the emote, so that means they're going to pay Alfonso Rubiera or, who, or whoever they decide owns that dance, as well as uh, Backpack Kid and whatever, um, or or 2 Millie. Um, I don't know, I, I maybe I'm reading into this too much, and maybe it's not as complex as I'm making it, but to me, it's like okay, so if no one can own a dance step, then what's stopping Epic Games from calling it the Carlton dance in the store? Um, and then if they do rule in favor, they're like, oh yeah, people can own dance moves, then does that mean that they have to buy all these dance movie emotes now? And then what implications does that have on other games and any other creator for that matter? That's my question. Right. Um, I'm all for protecting people's work. Right. And <laughs> dance is for all intents and purposes an art. Um, I, I can't, I don't have enough knowledge to, to talk about if dance routines are fall into that kind of category or, or, or whatnot. Right. But, you know, I know like in movies, right? Like someone says a line in the movie and it's a world famous line. Then if you hear that line and something else that's unrelated to that original product, you're going to call that a stolen line. Right. So even if it is just one sentence, like, you know, I don't know. I, this, this is a tough one for me to really have an opinion on. I'm kind of curious, maybe this leads to nothing. And this is just, you know, off on the rear, just waving his arm and saying, Hey, look, no, that was me who did this. And then same thing with 2 million backpack. Um,
3: yeah, I, I will say like, I, I feel like I'm, uh, you know uh, you brought up a good point about the whole you know making money off of it mm-hmm. um i will say like for the most part like i wouldn't necessarily say like i'm on epic game side but i'm not really on you know carlton side anyway i'm just like in my opinion like it's just a dance move it's a body movement i don't really think it's something you can copyright and sue for that's just my take
0: i
4: don't know I, this is this is a tough one for me. but to like, to like because- you said
3: i i like the court like um you know if if it does go to court, like you uh, like you uh, suggested, then uh, it would be interesting to see what the verdict would be.
4: Yeah, like I said, it, for me, it's just like I you know, I'm, copyright's there to protect artists, right? I consider dance an art. It's just a matter of how does that fall with dance moves like this. That's my question, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, I can't go out there and dance like I I'm not going to be on dance with stuff. My sister can dance; she can dance her ass off. But you know, I right. I just I can't I can't do it. But I consider those people
3: artists. That's just me, though. All right, so uh all right, I'm gonna move on to the last story then. Just, I'm just gonna try to keep this quick. Okay, now uh, a train. So, Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> go ahead. No, you're good. So, what is what would you guys say is the most you've ever spent in a video game store? Uh, well, am I buying a console or am I buying games? Anything. You, you're in a game store. You buy stuff. Like, what's are the you, most you
1: ever spent? Are you? Oh, wait. Are what's you saying how much
5: you ever spent?
1: Yeah. Are oh, in a video game store. I would say over. 400
4: 400 uh you're not talking about like in-game store like you're buying you're uh, at gamestop most you've ever bought so not like microtransactions like in a video game you're talking
3: about like going to gamestop or the xbox store and okay uh or even even the elect, or even the electronic section of like walmart or something uh uh, that's that's a whole
4: different other conversation i spent thousands in those sections but uh in terms (laughs) of uh I mean, I gave $2,000 the Best Buy a few months ago. Um, uh, I, I think I'm with Tyler. Somewhere between $400 and $500 um, at, at GameStop when I was buying an Xbox One and a few games, probably. Yeah, it's probably the most I spent in one trip. All
3: right, well, the reason I bring up that story is, or that question is because uh, a recent copy of Super Mario Bros. Um, vintage, completely sealed, like it's a new copy, Please. Was just recently bought. I, I can't confirm exactly um, by who. Um, was just sold for one hundred thousand hmm. dollars. Completely sealed, so not opened.
4: This is the original game. Who the hell found this? It's always my question with these things. Like, how old is that game?
3: Um, that is a good question. I don't know. Oh, um, nineteen eighty-five. I think
4: so. Thirty-four-year-old game. Let me check that sealed really quick. for 30 something years.
3: Yes. 1985.
4: Did somebody drop it on the way out of the store? Like, how is <laughs> that still sealed?
3: Um, I don't know. My Not guess still- is, oh, well, I mean, if you kind of think about it, like you you could argue um, that was one of the first, you know, generational, you know, yeah. video games and yeah. someone, on, you know, maybe someone just had a keen eye and was like, I want to hold on to, you know, a few dozen of these.
1: I mean, the, my question, like, look, I collect. I've said this before. I collect like sports cards and stuff like that, but I don't really know what the appeal <laughs> is. In my opinion, and this is my opinion, that the collect the game and like, like, or like collecting anything and keeping it in the package. Like, I don't, I don't know.
0: That, I never like, got this either. It just uh, doesn't make sense to me.
4: So, like, I collect. I, I, well, I, I've, I, I've started a collection with the, the pop figures. Um, yeah, yeah, the little small little guys. Um. You know, and I have, I have a few, I have a couple Star Wars ones, I have like a Batman one, Joker, uh, I have a few, right? And I I, I I, would like to keep buying them. And everyone insists, like, keep them in the case, like, even my uncle, who's like, nerd. And listen, I'm a total movie nerd and everything like that, and I'm all for keeping collectors items in the case every every once in a while to preserve. But for the most part, for things like these, like these pop figures, I'm taking them out of the fucking case. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Why am I going to keep them in the case? It's going to take up that much room, and they look better when they're all set up on my desk. Like, I have a few sitting here, and they look fucking awesome. Like, yeah. all right. So, I I understand like buying, I'm sorry, Randy, I, 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 I'm sorry to cut you off, but like, so I can understand like that. They want to like, okay, keep the value by keeping them unopened. I understand that that drives the price up. But for me, I'm not really buying to resell these things. I'm buying these to hold on to these things. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, I and some people I, I've heard do it like, in, oh, in case, you know, we're, we're, we're under, I can sell them and whatever. I don't know no, I'm I'm all for taking most of them out of the case, at least for
3: the pop figures that, that I collect. I mean, some
4: other items that are like really rare, like maybe not, but yeah, no, I'm with you on that tie.
3: So all right, I'm just reading this article more it's It's from uh ours Tech Technica. I don't know how to pronounce it, but yeah. uh, so I apparently the cop that copy of Super Mario Bros is actually owned by three different people. Um, one one of which is a guy named Jim uh, Jim Halperin, who is the owner of Heritage Auctions. Jim
1: uh, Halpert
0: from the Office. So- <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait wait a second. This Why?
1: Is- Hold on. <laughs> wait, what you wait? What'd what you say, Zach? Jim Halperin. Sh- Jim Halper. The Office. Come on now.
3: N- no, that that's it's it's spelled differently. Damn. It.
4: Can uh, I? Can I? I said Halperin, not take- Halpert show is not
3: as funny as you okay, all claim.
1: Okay, we're not talking con- about this right now cuz I will fight you.
3: <laughs> let me continue. Uh in the in the second uh one of the, uh, one of the guys was anonymous, but the third guy that bought it was a guy named uh fuck, I just had his name where is it? Oh, okay. Uh a guy named uh Rich Leachy. I think that's how you pronounce it. Uh you may have actually heard of him. He had the Guinness Book of World Record for the largest video game collection. Um okay. basically until 2010.
4: So he's just keeping his he's trying to keep his record basically. Her, he's just a video game collector, for God's sake.
3: Right. Um and, and going that
4: type of room and just seeing all those games, like what the fuck do you do with yourself? Okay. <laughs> do no,
3: and, and the sorry, the third guy that bought it is a guy named uh Zach Gieg. Uh he's a collector and owner of just press play video games. Mm. Is that like a local game store type thing or like uh i'm not too sure i'm not too sure about it uh i when i first read it i was like i was like oh shit he's the owner of like those plug it in play it uh you know video games oh yeah but uh, i I don't, I don't think that's what it is but i um but no it so those are the three buyers um which i don't understand how you're you share a sealed video game three ways yeah
1: i like, don't know you, have to, you gotta get papers for that
4: right <laughs> <But> <laughs> i don't even know I mean, I, I guess think. I guess with a purchase that's a hundred thousand dollars, that makes sense. I'm just curious what they do with it. Like, it's like the Stanley Cup. Like everybody just tours with it. Like they're like, <laughs> "Hey, look, I got a sealed copy of the uh, Super Mario Bros." Uh, and then a
1: week later, you give it to the next guy,
4: right? I like. I wonder what the chances are. of, Like Ty, if you remember, he, me and him had a uh, local store called Game Crazy that like had all these old vintage games yeah. and something like that they could go to. It's been out of business for a few years, but um just like how do you how do you find these fucking things and these people a hundred thousand dollars a hundred grand that's a car
3: so all right more than a car so i do have a question for you guys Mm -hmm. let's say like let's say like you're well off in life like you make like a million dollars a year (laughs) would you purchase this
1: no
4: no
0: no? Like
1: this. This is what I was talking about. Like that doesn't really mean anything to me. Like I, because I don't care about collecting that stuff.
3: I don't like, know. Like I'm not like so. Like I'm not a video game collector either. But like, I'd almost like I'd be tempted to, you know, have a little bit of history on me.
1: Well, like but, th- the thing is, if I'm buying something like that, I want to use it. I don't want to keep right. it in the case the whole time. Like but, I, like, but I'm not well, buying you, a video what game for hundred thousand dollars. Well, that's that's. See,
3: uh, I mean, like, you, you have those like just laying around. You don't know. No,
4: those, no like, but here, here's cards. the here's the difference, Brendy. is that the fact that when he buys a pack of of cards is that he opens the card. They're expected to be open. You're not reselling packs. You're reselling this game so he can take he can open the pack and see what he has. Right. That's not against like collector rule here. But c- uh, collector rule for this case, this video game is that it's not supposed to be open.
3: Okay, so question, Tyler. Let's say you get, like, an extremely rare baseball card. What are you going to do with it?
1: Um, I would... I, I will say this. I haven't sold a card yet. Like, I've never sold a card that I've ever gotten. Like, I don't have anything very valuable, but there's a couple cards that are worth a little bit, and I've never sold them. Like, if I had to get to the point where I had to sell them, obviously I would, but, like, I'm cool with hanging on to them. But, like... I I don't know. I mean, I don't want to say it's like comparing apples and oranges because it's not because like baseball cards are meant to be like baseball cards, hockey cards I collect all of them are all meant to be kind of sold and resold like it's a video game like it's like to me, it means that I should be playing and not like passing it around for money like, like it just it doesn't, it wouldn't appeal to me to own a copy of of a video game that's sealed. Like, it, it's just not my thing.
4: I'll say that it's, if I was very well off and that came across me, it's not like I wouldn't consider that type of thing. However, what I will say is that's not going to be the first thing I'm seeking out. I yeah, think the first sure. thing I'd be seeking out with, if I'm looking to buy, like, kind of uh, collector's items is sports memorabilia. Like, you yeah, know, game, sure. game, game News
3: stuff, signpox,
4: all that kind of stuff.
3: Yeah, I was about to say, well, I, like, I personally, like, I'm a pretty big, uh, like, Mario fan in general. Like, I love, yeah. like, Pretty much every single Mario video game. Mm-hmm. I haven't really played the newer ones though. But, no, but, no. T- but, Tyler, going back to my question. So, like, let's say, you, like, you get like a fucking, I don't know, Babe Ruth card. Like, mm-hmm. you're not just gonna like leave it around like in your room and like let it get dusty. You're probably gonna want to like seal it up, right? Well, yeah, get of a course. case,
1: get a yeah, case or
3: like something like
1: that. Seed, yeah, yeah, top loader, yeah, yeah, to- top loader. Yeah, that's
4: exactly what it is. Yeah, I, I, I got at some point. In, uh, Ty you should probably we should make a video out of this. Ty should be with me. I, I have like a whole fucking box of of uh hockey cards that I have not sorted through yet. Uh, I I, I have
1: about a whole uh <laughs> I probably have about 15 shoe boxes filled with stuff. Yeah. And it's like other boxes i don't know i mean it's a very i mean this is off topic it's a very expensive hobby but it's that's the thing with any what i haven't
4: bought it i haven't bought a pack in years i have not bought a pack in years i think the last thing that i got was i actually i did a a bit of a summer job where i was mowing lawn for for somebody and along with paying me he said at the end he would give me the all his hockey cards that he owned because he was actually moving, moving to las vegas so uh so he gave me a whole box and I don't think I sorted through all of them and I have a binder that has some of them sleeved up and then I have a bunch of other shoe boxes. So I think we got to do like a live stream or a video of us going through all of those. I'm that sure it'd be pretty cool. interesting. I I would love to start collecting those cards again. Um So
3: this is kind of a dumb question. Um like just cuz I'm not familiar with baseball cards, but like would it be possible today like if you just like went to the store bought a baseball pack you could get like, you know, like a Babe Ruth card like in a really well, old card like that?
1: Well, not it depends because some like what products you're buying are different so like you can buy a pack that's strictly 2018 2019 but you also might buy a box and these are very expensive but that has you know your your player your players of today and players of the past but typically it's more modern stuff and then Mm -hmm. like you know if you can yeah, like that. At least that's what they're making now. Like they're obviously not making like cards for old, like old cards now, but yeah, the very valuable ones are the ones that you find in old packs that were made back in the day, and then you know find them. That's right. What like this valuable. is this
4: is the this is the 1975 Babe Ruth card, like kind of thing. Yeah. I think it works the same way. Like if you've ever tried like any of the Ultimate Teams in the EA games, like how they have like the you know they have the regular packs. That you know you can get like you know top cards in like as like Ovechkin and Crosby kind of stuff, but um, also there's like every once in a while they do like a legends promotion, legend. right? Yeah. At, so you buy like a legends pack, and in that legends pack you will get uh, the cards that you would typically get inside a um, in a regular pack, but you have a chance of getting a really top tier legend card. So I yeah. think it's how they do it that they'll have kind of like special packs that you can buy
3: that you have a chance of getting something really worthwhile yeah, kind of like that. You gotcha. Know. Okay. Well, I, I, you know, I had, I'm really not informed on like the whole, um, you know, card collection kind of thing. So I've, I've I been, will, I will say, you know, back in like elementary school, I used to collect like Pokemon cards. Like I didn't even yeah. know how to play the card game. I just like collecting the cards. I used yeah.
4: to collect Gi cards back in the day and I played the ever shit out of it
3: back then. <laughs> um,
4: and uh, i've I've actually been collecting decks of cards like decks of just typical fifty two card poker style playing cards recently. It's actually been like if I go somewhere like if I go on like vacation somewhere or visit somewhere that's usually the first thing I'm looking yeah, for as a collector's item like I bought i went to the uh it's called the museum um which I actually think I heard is closing down recently, which is a shame it's a it's a it's a journalism museum in in washington d c and it was really cool. I went there for a class trip and I ended up buying a um a deck of cards that was full of uh um uh John Wayne scenes. And I also That's bought cool. I also went to Boston a couple of years ago and visited where they um where they uh where they shot Cheers, the old T V show. Um yeah. uh and I bought a deck of cards that had a bunch of trivia on it and then I bought some from South of the border in between the Carolinas and uh bunch of other stuff. i was collecting decks of cards and You'll know. I linked that, that website a little while ago when I bought a new yeah. deck of cards, and oh, I'm about to buy every single one of those huh. up, man. Those are I, all so fucking nice.
1: I mean, to wrap up the point, like, look, I think, I mean, we can all kind of agree we like collecting some things. Just for mm-hmm. me, uh, I think, like, I wouldn't really want to collect, like, a like a sealed video game, because, like, I, look, I, I want to play it, man. Right, what is it going to do sitting there? It does nothing for me. And I know it's the same thing with cards, but, you know, cards well, are... Well, with a
3: sealed video game, though, like, if you just like leave it laying around, you know, t- take good care of it, like you know, it'll accumulate value. Right. The question I, it's, is whether it's, or not it's, he plans. Like
4: the question is, is if he, he plans on reselling it later. Like, if he if he buys that sealed game and then he plans on like reselling it down the line after it accumulates even more value, that's one thing. That's essentially an investment at that point. Right. But but, but if he's buying it with the sole intention of keeping it. Then if it's a video game, then yeah, I, I think the first thing I would want to do is keep it. Like I said before, though, um, you know, it, it wouldn't be if I was well off like that. And I'm looking to buy collector's items. I don't think that's the first thing i would look for. However, if it did come across me for some weird reason, I'm sure I'd consider it. Um, I'll say, though, that what I, I, I what I've wanted to do is so I, what which man was it that had the go to edition with Brady? Was it seven, 18?
1: Uh um, it's eighteen, yeah. Okay. I,
4: I didn't buy that Madden because I don't play Madden enough to buy it, right? And I didn't have sixty bucks on me, but I, I still wanted the the case, the Brady cover, right? So at some point, you know, because I'm sure it's like ten dollars now, um, I'm gonna end up buying that case, whoever's reselling that game. Just for the simple fact that I want the, the Tom Brady case. That to me is a like collector's item. But that doesn't mean I won't stick it in the disk tray.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, not, right. not sure.
4: like that. Not like that game's going to get any value. I mean, that shit's dead. But
3: so uh, one last question I have for you guys. Uh, so it got sold for $100,000 to me. That seems like kind of a low, a low price. Oh, really? Oof. Yeah. I don't for, know about that one. For, for a vintage copy of Super Mario Bros. that has never been opened.
1: I mean, I don't have anything to really compare it. To, I mean, it you know was auctioned I mean? off, wasn't
3: it? Uh, I don't know if it was auctioned off or it was just sold. But I thought
2: it was auctioned. So I mean, like, if it was auctioned, then that was the absolute highest amount someone was willing to pay for it.
4: I don't think. I don't think market- it was auctioned. If it was sold here in the United States, which it sounds like this is a U.S. copy of the it game. It is. Okay so, if it's, okay, so if it's a U.S. copy of the game, I don't think the market is big enough for that game. If this was like a Japanese co- uh, copy in Japan, I'm sure it would sell for five times that.
3: So if you bought this copy, do you think like if you f- you know flew to Japan, you'd get a lot more money for it? Not with the U.S. copy. That's what yeah, I'm saying. No, sorry, I'm yeah. saying
4: if you found... So it, it, back then they used to release games in different parts of the world in different years i think this game especially because it came out in japan first and then i think europe and then the united states or one of those two switched. and that was three separate years when the game came out that's how they used to do it back in the day um i'm saying if you found a japanese un uh unopened copy of the game i think that would sell for a ton more than a hundred thousand dollars especially and uh, people in japan and especially the united states would buy that up a lot more. Um I think cuz it's a US copy it makes a little bit of a difference. I don't know. that's, that's what I'm going to because I know Japanese copies of games are are very high on the pedestal for the, for these type of collectors
3: items. So I I will say like I I don't know. I personally just feel like it could could be sold for a little bit more especially especially just because of the whole um there was a, a a comic book that got sold a couple years ago called Action Comics I got sold for three point two million, which was basically a Superman comic back in nineteen thirty
5: eight.
3: Wow! Um, sold was for ten like, cents per, uh, back back in that day. But
4: was there an old PC game that somebody bought up for a couple mil? Uh,
3: um, let me look this up. I let me
4: look
3: I look this know, up real I quick. But it.
4: if I recall, it was like, uh, well, okay.
3: Well, I was just gonna—I was just gonna say, like, I don't know. I think if a comic book can sell for, you know, three point two million dollars, maybe an old video video game will be there at some point. But you guys—you uh, guys didn't guys disagree with me on that one.
4: I, I can't say I, I i mean, we can argue about the worth all day long of the thing. I mean, if it was an auction, then it was an auction. But I mean, it, it could have definitely been worth more. I mean, someone out there is definitely willing to pay more than hundred thousand dollars for that type of thing. I know that person exists. Right. Um, but, I mean, $100,000 is, is still a ton of money. I mean, that's that's should not be overlooked. That's still a
1: ton of money. Right. And I just, I really I, I, I okay. just want to be that rich in my life where I can at least even consider buying a game. Like right. That. Like, that's my goal. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. All right, anyway. Well, that's
3: fine. Let's go ahead and move on.
1: All right. And now we move on to our second big topic. And this one is special because for the first time in Come Play Podcast history, we have a guest. Uh, to appear on the show to talk about some NFL, um, and and I'll I'll introduce him here. Uh, I will say that Bobby, our our good friend Bobby, wrote a guest bio. So this is not my words; it's his. Well, why doesn't uh, fucking Bobby read it then? Because he's Bobby
0: the host. I'm uh, the host.
1: Fuck you, Zach.
0: <laughs> um, so introducing
1: uh, Bobby's roommate, good friend of his, our guy John. All right, our guy John, John. our guy John, and boy. John, all right. <laughs> boy John. Yeah, so, let, let me read. Let me read what Bobby put. All right, so John Travers is a student student filmmaker, Baltimore native, and a diehard Baltimore sports fan, and for some reason, the Chicago Blackhawks. He likes to torture himself every day by tuning into Masson. Uh, that's I know it's M A S N whatever. It's you said it right. Yeah, uh, and watching the, his beloved Baltimore Orioles give up four home runs in the first inning. Uh, he has something to say about the Flacco trade uh, that uh, has happened uh, over the past couple of days, and I will as well, Well, obviously, being traded to the Broncos. But ladies and gentlemen, John Travers. Woo!
5: Welcome aboard, sir.
4: Thank you.
1: Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you. As as I stumbled through (laughs) that, but, you know.
5: Yeah, it's fine. Could you have thrown less shade at the uh, (laughs) Baltimore here, please? If I ever get brought back, can I (laughs) put that I
2: love how... Love how Bobby's the one throwing shade at people for being a fan of certain sports teams.
0: Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, live in New get. Jersey,
2: even though we have
1: three te- sports teams that are. did the we? Didn't we already have this conversation,
4: Mister? I'm a fan of the Warriors before they were good. Get the fuck out of here.
1: <laughs> I mean, you get on on him on. about that, but I feel like I'm more the target. Like I literally yeah. like a team on the other side of the country. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> yeah, but they haven't been good for a while.
0: Well,
4: I mean, they, they've been good. They just choke.
2: Yeah, yeah, they've been since good
4: Manning,
5: they Since Manning, good. Manning left, I mean, they haven't yeah. been very good. <laughs>
2: the um, Falcons are good, they just choke
1: literally every game. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh we have, you know, so much for the uh quiet time for the NFL season. Um what a week we've had in the NFL. A lot of news. Uh we have the three big headlines here. Um the first one being Joe Flacco, a uh, long-time uh, Baltimore Raven being traded to the Denver Broncos for, well, it, it's basically the the trade can't go through until March 13th, I believe, but, uh, in principle being traded, uh, to the Denver Broncos, what's, which, oh my God, I can't fucking talk. Here we go, boys. Uh, for, <laughs> Take your time. um, yep, you're what good. is supposed to be a, um, mid round draft pick. Um, so. Me being a Broncos fan, I will have my opinion on this. But first I'm gonna to go to our special guest this week, John, uh, to just uh how are you feeling about this? I mean, Joe Flacco has kind of you know, he's been the guy there and I know there's a lot of stuff uh you know, for a couple of years we were debating if he was elite or not. Uh that was a big debate in the sports world, but how are you feeling about this trade and uh Flacco leaving?
5: Well it's interesting you bring up him being elite in all honesty. Um when you when you look at elite and Joe Flacco, you have to put an asterisk and say uh, playoffs uh, <laughs> elite Joe Flacco because uh, there there are two for some reason. Uh, in the regular season, he's about as inconsistent as a uh, piece of paper floating in the wind, and um, and in the postseason, he's uh, a pretty consistent uh, as far as being good. I mean, he'll throw interceptions typically, but I mean, last time he had a good postseason run was uh 2012 because I mean 2014 was kind of just like oh look at them they actually made in the playoffs this year cool um sort of thing but and in all honesty when it comes to the trade itself I gotta say the, the Ravens did win on this one because when you look at Joe and his consistency over the past year and that and that's a big word that goes around with Joe's consistency where he hasn't produced like he should When you look at Joe and his value as far as a trade, a tradable player, it's maybe you're going to get a six-round pick for him typically. But for some reason, the Broncos decided, no, we're comfortable giving up a fourth round to the Ravens in in order to get this guy. So I think that that I, I I would count that as a win for the Ravens because everybody around here, um, like on sports on various talk radios and various um. Various me, uh, social media and media insiders and everything like that. We're thinking this. We're just gonna have to cut him and cut our losses. We're gonna have to pay him our, the twenty million we owe him for the end of his contract, and we're gonna have to go from there with it. Um, mm-hmm. But for us to be able to trade him to you, for you to take his contract, and and that just leaves you with Case Keenum and figure out what you want to do with him. But I would, I think this is a big win for the Ravens, but I think it's a bit of a win for, for the Broncos as well, because what Joe can do, cause Joe has a cannon and with playing in mile high, we've obviously seen him have some success there. Uh, Joe with Joe's cannon, he'll don't be able to, me.
1: don't yeah. remind me of that playoff game.
5: <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. I'm going to be honest. I was doing laps in my front. After
1: that. Um, but yeah, after,
5: but with, with Joe's success in Denver, and with his cannon of an arm i think he'll have some success throwing the deep ball just the real question and especially since you do have um some receivers there um i think joe will be able to have a little bit of success i'm not saying he'll be a pro, he'll play, he'll be a playoff quarterback nor will he take you to a super bowl i'm not saying that i mean i hope he does cuz joe's a good guy and everything like that but it you know he'll have some mediocre success there where he'll or he'll, he'll probably finish off his career in denver or he'll move on to another city after this year so
0: yeah now he'll,
4: he'll finish in arizona tony
5: arizona uh, i disagree that, that's where I every player he'll, goes he'll to think, die i think he'll finish in washington if he's gonna you know finish anywhere <laughs> either that or, or jacksonville or or
4: or or he's the second string to carson once in the eagles I
5: don't think that will ever be the case.
4: <laughs> he could uh, go home.
5: That would be such a waste for Joe. It's a waste. It's, it's an
4: absolute waste. But uh, no, know.
5: that's a, it's a I, waste it, for the Eagles because they would have to pay him. And yeah, I was gonna
1: say. Yeah, I know. I will say this: it is interesting because um, Flacco was actually having a really good year until he got injured, and then Lamar Jackson took over. Uh, I mean, you know, I said really good year. You know, he. He was, uh, he seemed like his best self this year. And I don't know why that is, but
0: I think um, that is
5: a big reason why the Broncos did want to trade for him and why we did get something for him was because until his hip injury, yeah, we went on a three game losing streak in the NFL. You might as well kiss your ass goodbye at that point. But Hmm. what you, when you go on to, um, have a productive, uh, first, I guess first half of the season, like Joe had, and then he got hurt it it does say that hey this guy when he's under pressure he he can do wonders and i think lamar being brought in was actually beneficial to joe during those weeks because everybody was clamoring for lamar this needs to be lamar's team we need to th- we need to send lamar out there and then yeah. until joe got hurt he was having he was close to a 60% uh for his uh for his quarterback rating closer than he had been since probably 2012 if not his entire career so when you look at when you look at Joe's ratings during those times he he was doing very good
1: uh with us during those weeks yeah I and you know one thing I do want to touch on here is Lamar Jackson because um we had a conversation a couple weeks ago on the podcast and you know it what we were it's kind of it was kind of out there but you know, we were talking about being a hall of famer and I wasn't saying Lamar Jackson was a hall of famer. Let me preface that by saying it, but I was saying that, you know, to be a hall of famer, you have to do something, you know, you have to transform or, or, you know, do something in your position. And I was saying how I was comparing, you know, Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick and how Lamar Jackson is this new style of quarterback who, which last year, like teams just could not figure out. um, And Lamar, did very well and obviously uses his feet uh, to his advantage. Um, you know, how do you feel about him going forward? Because I know, you know, when you guys drafted him last year, the intention was for him to sit a year, uh, but here we are. Uh, now he gets a starting job this year. Joe Flacco is not on the team anymore. Like, he's the guy now. Um, you know, how are you feeling about him uh, for this season and moving forward? I
5: feel that it'll be uh very interesting uh looking at Lamar going forward because yes teams can figure him out but as we saw with the Chargers uh the Chargers game in the wild card round we we did not protect Lamar we didn't give Lamar time and so I think I think Lamar is only as good as his offensive line which is a lot of which is the case for a lot of uh quarterbacks cuz in my opinion that's why Brady's been able to be as productive as he is, is at 40 yeah. That's why uh, Aaron Rodgers is always hurt. Like the yeah. you're looking at two opposite ends of the spectrum with two very elite quarterbacks. Um, Rodgers is the more athletic of the two, but you see when Lamar when with Aaron Rodgers when you don't have an offensive line in front of you, and you saw with Lamar last year in the playoffs, um, and you saw it with even our running game when you don't have an offensive line there's nothing you can do um, <laughs> yeah. offensively because the quarterback doesn't have time to get the ball off, nor does the running back have the hole to run through. So it's interesting. I It's going to be very interesting with Lamar um, where the pieces around him have are going to have to be the right pieces because look at what he was able to do when the offensive line was clicking, when the running game was clicking uh, and when the receivers for some reason were able to catch his balls versus Joe's balls, which I, which, in my opinion, I think, just to go back to uh, Joe's quarterback rating, he was hitting his receivers in, in the hands. They would just drop it. So
0: mm-hmm.
5: that, so that is something to say about uh, our receivers, not necessarily Joe Flacco. But to jump back to Lamar, Lamar, I have a feeling that teams, like, teams will be able to figure out Lamar. Uh, they'll make him throw, and they'll uh, – make him like have to extend plays with his arm,
0: yeah. uh,
5: not with his feet. And that that's odd because typically you would think that it's reversed. But with Lamar, his main weapon is his legs right now. And it was the downfall of Michael Vick, and it'll be the downfall of Lamar if he can't figure out how to throw the ball consistently.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, it's almost like, I, I think what teams are going to start doing is they're going to, test Lamar and say, look, you're not going to beat us on the ground. You have to make plays. you got to throw the ball. Um, <clears throat> you know, like, it, it, you know, he's just such a dynamic threat. And, uh, you know, it's really interesting what they have. I mean, obviously the, the whole thing with the Ravens last year and what their success was based on was that unpredictable offense and then their amazing defense, um, which – you know, we've I, as a Broncos fan, I can say that defense can alone win you championships. I mean, super, the Broncos won Super Bowl Fifty because of their defense, and it's almost impressive that, that with how bad their offense was, actually won it. So you know,
0: yeah.
5: And um, if you look at our two thousand team, we had the best defense of all time. Yeah, uh, well, with the two thousand Ravens, and that's why. Um, that's why, like they. Uh, were able to go to the Super Bowl was because of that defense,
0: too. You
1: know? And it's just like, you know, I, I, and and I know a lot of people were, but I was a big fan of Lamar Jackson coming out of college. I mean, he's just, he's such a dynamic threat, and he's kind of th- showed it in the league. Now, you know, as a Broncos fan, I don't, it, this, this is kind of to me, and I, I don't know who said this, but it was kind of perfectly said. I seen on ESPN um, that you know this is elway um just basically trying to survive here you know he's taking um he's taking a shot at this point you know joe flacco is 34 years old um and the case Keenum experiment didn't work out um which he, that's a you know the money that they gave him last year uh, after one good season out of his whole goddamn career was kind of insane. I mean, they gave him a two-year deal for thirty-six million dollars. Um,
0: he was not worth
1: that contract. I can tell he you, he is not worth. That's for sure. So he's due eighteen million dollars this upcoming season, and seven million of that is guaranteed. So you know, if they end up cutting and retreating, we'll kind of have to see. Um, but they, you know, the Broncos are going to carry ten million dollars in dead money if they cut him. Um and then as for Flacco, you know, he has he doesn't have any more guaranteed money on his contract, but uh this year he gets paid eighteen and a half million dollars, next year twenty um twenty point uh twenty five million dollars and then in twenty 2020,
0: twenty, twenty four. So
1: I mean that's a lot of money as well for a guy who, you know, he's been battling he's getting he's he's thirty four years old and you know some of the injuries he's had through his career and the problems last year. I mean, my, you know, when I first seen this trade, Brundy texted me and said, uh, you know, the Broncos are Scott Flacco. My exact words were, oh, good. Now we have two um, average. I I shouldn't say Flacco is above average, but we have two average overpaid quarterbacks um and we're gonna have to get rid of one of them here and it's gonna cost us money um you know like i said with elway it's kind of just like it almost seems like his last breath he's just trying to do something at this point um and look i hope it works out but uh, the broncos right now are in a little bit of a transition um they have a lot of good young players um that uh you know, we will be good for the future, but you know, in my opinion, they don't have a team right now that can win a Super Bowl. So, uh, what I would have done is I would have taken a quarterback in the first round this year, or getting gotten a quarterback at some point this year, and, and kind of gave him a year under Keenum, and then put him on his way. But instead, you know, we get somebody who's thirty-four years old, um, with a team that's not going to win the Super Bowl, uh, and and now we have a lot of money to pay. So um yeah i mean like i said the the trade can't go through until march 13th so i mean technically a t- one of these teams could pull out of this deal but you know for all intents and purposes not going to happen so yeah joe flacco to the denver broncos um and we will see where case keenum ends up if he ends up getting cut or traded or what happens there um and then the next uh, bit of NFL news we're going to go on to now is the whole uh, Antonio Brown saga in Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh has been um, an interesting place this year. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell uh, not reporting all year. Now we have Antonio Brown and his rift with Juju and Big Ben getting older. Uh, it's been an interesting case, but uh, Antonio Brown requested his trade uh, re- re- requested a trade um, a couple of days ago, uh, and this is interesting timing because for him He's gotten into a lot of trouble recently. Uh, he was found guilty of reckless driving uh, And just got so that trial just went through he was apparently going over a hundred uh, miles per hour uh, there's been things with him with uh, Just sh- stuff on social media. So uh, it's been an interesting, um, the, the places that he's rumored to go is, I think the favorite is the Arizona Cardinals. Um, and then you have the 49ers and I think the Broncos are there too. Uh, but uh, Bobby, I kind of want to ask you a question because, you know, the Patriots and the Steelers have been a rivalry now for a couple of years. It's the two big AFC teams. Um, and they look at, I mean, look at this team now. You don't, you're not going to have on next year. You're Most likely, I mean, if you know, even if you don't trade them, I don't see Antonio Brown playing for you next year. Like, what happened to this team, and how did they get here? (laughs) Uh, I
4: there there there's I don't know what to point to as to how did they get here, but if, if one thing's for certain, Bell proved his point, like in 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 so many goddamn ways. Like, just look at the season contrast between this past season and the season previous, where you know, the Steelers were screwed out of the championship basically uh, in their, in their game against Patriots. And then they didn't even make the playoffs this season. I think what happened is team chemistry went down. Riffs got high. Locker room was not in good shape. And uh, Tomlin, who was, uh, you know, to me, not really known for the guy who's going to be able to, to kind of keep everybody together. And as one team, you know, let it slip. And there was just really no hope for them getting all on the same page. And, now they're just turning into just just a shit show, really. I mean, so Brown asked for a trade. LeVon Bell's gone. Ben is getting older, whether they want to admit it or not. He's not the elite quarterback that everybody still thinks he is. He can still throw the ball. He's still a thorn in 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 the side and in my side. You know, I've said a hundred times that the Steelers are a team I hate playing in the playoffs. I know we've had their number the past few years, and and I'm happy for that, but they still worry me. Um, I still think, man, Juju can be can be the guy on this team now, especially with with AB gone. I really do. I really like the kid. Like, yeah, I mean, you, you you're high on him too. I know you're really high on him. But oh my god, man, I I, I really don't know what happened to this team. I'm I'm almost curious now if we're going to see just a full blown, blown uh blow up on this team and just you know start a I guess what would be a rebuild at this point yeah. because they're I mean because now they lost AB they lost Bell. Who they're not, you know, they're not old by any means. They're still, you know, top-tier right. guys right yeah, now. Brian. They lost the guys that they could have built the team around for the next few years. And Ben's going to be gone in the next couple of years, probably. Um, Juju's the, you know, they're gonna be the guy they're probably gonna build around now. So they're gonna have to figure something out. So my guess is that, you know, so everything I'm reading says that they're probably gonna trade for a high-ranking draft pick, right? So they get a first-round pick, they gotta get a quarterback now, right?
1: Well they 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 did draft uh Mason Rudolph last year out of right. Oklahoma state I believe. Is that um, it was? Yeah, so they they, they did draft her quarterback last year. One thing I did forget to I forgot to say about Brown. Is he – it was also cited in a possible domestic violence case. Uh just <sighs> a while. Yeah, so that is one thing I forgot that because I was like I know there's something go- like you know he's had a lot um it says last month he apparently pushed uh the mother of his daughter, to the ground. Nice. Um, nice. That was the other thing. So, yeah, I mean, it's kind of all falling apart. But, I mean, the, the other thing about this is why I mentioned all those things about AB is that, you know, look, for a player like that um, with a talent of him, you're, you're always going to find a trade partner. There's no question about that. Mm. But does this now diminish his value is kind of the thing I, bec- because, you know. Go ahead, John. Yeah. I would argue that it it does
5: diminish his value because when you look at what the NFL is now, it's a big corporate, big corporate brand uh, with, like we saw this with the the Ravens back in 2014 or 15 with Ray Rice. Um, That domestic violence uh, case against him, while granted that was on camera, Um, that – and, the, and that showed the proof there. It The NFL, when it comes to domestic violence, is very uh, adamant on cracking down on it and very adamant on uh, like being against it. So I wouldn't be shocked if uh, teams were weary uh, going in because the PR nightmare of that, if that comes out being true um, of any sort of domestic violence, um, which is, in all honesty, is a horrible thing, In general, but when it comes to the NFL, they treat it as, uh, it's the death sentence for your career that in that case, like look at Kareem hunt. He went from, he went from Kansas city to Cleveland and look at Ray rice. He's, he's banned from the NFL. It's you look at various cases and these guys, they're being, they're essentially just being stupid because when you look at them. They're they're multi million dollar players who are being stupid in that case, who can't keep their temper.
4: Here's well, if I can jump in for a second here. Here's here's the thing though, because you mentioned you know ending careers, but does it really though? I mean, yeah, Kareem Hunt went from playing on a on a on a Super Bowl caliber team to playing for the Browns, which I mean, and we can you know the Browns are now finally starting to, to to you know get some credit now, but um. We've we've seen time and time again that even though these domestic violence cases happen, that people always still uh, find a way back into the NFL. It's always the joke that um, you know a team like the Browns are always going to sign whoever uh, gets released due to these type of issues. So yeah, you know this this case could definitely hurt um, the trade value that the Steelers get um, for Brown, whoever they decide to trade to. But in terms of hurting his career. I don't think I can totally agree with that. I mean, he's so first of all, he wants, he's always wanted to go to the 49ers. He always wants to go to San Francisco. Uh, he's mentioned that multiple times. Uh, he's he, apparently, I, I'm reading here. He photoshopped himself in a, in a 49ers Jersey, which I didn't know. Uh, uh, so that that's funny, but um, so he's already planning to go to a kind of, I guess at the moment, lower tier team anyway, because I, and we've talked about this before Tyler on, 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 on previous episodes that he's looking to be the guy elsewhere like he's going to be the guy on that team right i mean i so, think the only really team he goes to he'll be the guy i mean he's, he's right. the best, we're well, best right but, but like you know you look you look at him and say he goes like let's just say somehow he goes to the patriots right i mean he's not totally going to be the guy he might be the best receiver yeah. they have but at the end of the day he's still going to be in brady's shadow right. so but at least the 49ers it doesn't matter who's throwing to him he's going to make the catch so he's going to be the guy you know and the 49ers end up getting you know they get a they should get Jimmy well, G back, right? So yeah,
1: they'll have Jimmy G back, yeah. Yeah,
4: so he'll be back and then they'll be in good hands. Um, so my point is, is like, so even if it's not the 49ers, right? It's definitely someone like Cleveland or I don't know, Miami or something like that. It's gonna it's gonna be one of those over tier teams still. So his career is gonna be fine and they're still gonna pay him. Um, you know, so it's it's gonna be one of those things that it's always gonna be in the back of back of your head, but he's still gonna get paid for what he does. Here's nope. the
5: thing though when you look at when you look at his trade value like what you said previously um with the with what the Steelers could get for him there they're, he's going to have this stigma now of right. this domestic violence guy so uh, along with uh, along with a lot of other players and that that is going to cause teams to be weary um Cleveland maybe not so much at this point uh because I mean it's they're still the Browns uh, right. until proven otherwise. Um and are the fucking Browns, that's why. <laughs> and then you yeah, look at man. teams like San Francisco who are on the uh, who are on the up and up, and if they didn't lose Jimmy G, I'm convinced they would have been a playoff team last year. Um,
1: it, no, I think so, too.
5: I, I well, think maybe that maybe. Well, when you look at where he could go, I think that his trade value, they'd be weary for him, but the Steelers have got to get rid of him. They've got to get rid of Bell they got rid of got to get rid of Brown, but the person they really need to get rid of is Mike Tomlin because you you cannot wow, let your locker room you cannot let your locker room like implode on itself like that. Mm-hmm. I don't care who's in it. I don't care what stars you have. their ego should not be bigger than their organization and you, and you as the head coach have to uh, set a precedent for that and the, the so- fact that he can't do that means something.
4: So it's, it's funny. So I was watching uh, an account we've referenced multiple times that I've been binging recently is a YouTube channel and Twitter account by Urinating Tree. Uh, this guy makes you know tons of videos, uh, sports-related videos, basically trashing and going through each team with no filter. Um, yeah, he sent that a, one
5: to me this morning. Yeah. <laughs> sent him That's the one about the Orioles.
4: Yeah, that was great. <laughs> um, so in case nobody knows about him, he's a, he's a total yinzer. Right, he's he's from Pittsburgh. He's you know Steelers, Pirates, you know whole nine, right? Um, but what's what's interesting with him is that he is not afraid to say no. I fucking hate this team, and he did one on the Steelers recently. And he for like a couple of seconds he brought up my Tomlin, and he said like, yeah, I don't understand why everyone's saying. He basically, if I, if I remember correctly, said something along the lines of, do you understand the the people who would who would kill a like slaughter like uh, an animal sacrifice to to get Tomlin? Like Cleveland yeah. would pick him up. Somebody would pick him up. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't think he's this high caliber coach, though. I mean, and it's, it's hard to say looking back because, I mean, the Steelers have always been the successful team. They just can't get past the championship round each time. I mean, that's really the only thing. I mean, look, Garrett in Dallas is getting an extension for making the playoffs mm-hmm. for the first time in how many years? Like, and he's getting a, a, a multi-million dollar extension That's that. another
5: coach that really needs to be fired. <laughs> there's a
4: lot of things that need to happen with that team. But I think
5: Dallas is on the rise one more time. I swear to God, I'm just going to say, until Jason Garrett's gone, you're not mm-hmm. going anywhere. Yeah, I, and look, I,
3: I,
4: just, I never thought my Tomlin was the guy. I, he's, not, he's not that coach to me. Like, I'm not scared of him. I'm just scared of the town on the field. I'm not scared of the system he had put in place. I was scared of AB just tearing us apart.
0: Here's my yeah, question: I mean, Do you
5: think that he won? So when they won the Super Bowl in two thousand eight, do you think that he won that team because he built that team, or do you think that he built it with Bill Cowher's team, uh, or that he won it with Bill Cowher's team? He just happened to be there because that was the whole the that was the whole stigma with John Gruden when the when the Buccaneers won the the Super Bowl back in two thousand two. It was he didn't win the Super Bowl. Tony Dungy set, set the work and did all the work for them winning the Super Bowl. He just happened to be there at the time.
1: Yeah. yeah. I, 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 sorry to cut. No, yeah. I was just saying because, like, Tomlin has always – I'm actually seeing, like, a lot of Steelers fans ripping him. Um, for what? But, but Tomlin has had – yeah, I mean, he's had success in the rug of the season, and he has, um, you know, had some playoff success. I mean – you know, but yeah, I mean, it just seems like he kind of lost the locker room and, uh, you, you know, less, you know, before the start of this past season, you know, you're looking at a team, uh, with the offense consisting of, uh, you know, even with how old he is, he's still a great quarterback, Ben Roethlisberger, Ben Roethlisberger, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown, um, as your big three. And now you have one of them, uh, and you know he's he's probably you know he's the oldest out of all of them, and his career is winding down. And the other thing is that you know it's going to be interesting to see for the Steelers because as much as I love Juju and I think he's a great wide receiver, you know he was he the product of you know was he benefiting from being the second wide receiver on that team, and you know the other team, you know the the focal point is to cover AB, and was he, um, you know benefiting. From being the guy on the other side, that's going to be the other thing. We got to see if Juju is going to be able to actually be the number one when he's, you know, going to be getting doubled now because you know you don't have to double a B. Uh, you know, Juju is going to be the guy that gets doubled and stuff like that. So it's going to be really interesting.
4: Here, here's here's I did want to answer. Did want to give one one quick answer for John's original question though was talking about Mike Tomlin. So even let's just say like that he's 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 all credit in the world for building that two thousand eight Super Bowl team, right? Okay, good for him, but we're 11 years later, right? And you've made the playoffs, you know, multiple times, and but you still haven't gotten past the championship round. At what point does, oh, we'll be there next year, stop being relevant, right? I being the relevant argument, right? Because now you didn't make the playoffs. So now, now, now you're really in trouble because now, now everybody's looking at you and like, oh, wait, crap, we haven't done shit. We haven't done a goddamn thing.
5: <laughs> Ten in years have flown by real quick.
4: <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, and you know, they're, they're probably still high on that Super Bowl, and I, I I totally expect that, but 11 years later, at one point, does, oh, we just, you know, we'll get there next year, we'll get there next year, just stop being the, the argument to make uh, for, for keeping Mike Tomlin, because now, his locker room fell apart, and he couldn't get back together, and they missed the playoffs, so I don't think there's any excuse
5: anymore. I mean, the last Super Bowl they went to was 2010, it right. doesn't look good.
0: No.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it's... uh. It is weird, like you know, the with the Steelers missing this season, you know, I this I can't, you know, the Steelers are just like always a staple every year. It's a, it's the for the AFC, um, you know, when the Broncos were actually a good team, the the yeah. staples of the AFC were the Patriots, the Broncos, and the Steelers. Right. Um, and now <sighs> it's the Patriots, <laughs> like, that, <laughs> like,
0: like
1: you know, it's just it's yeah. something. But let's let's move on because we are kind of. uh Going over here, but last thing I just did want to touch on was, uh and John had mentioned this: Kareem Hunt signs with the Cleveland Browns. <laughs> um, the the Browns kind of did it in the most Browns way possible, too. Their Twitter, you know, they didn't comment on. They, they, literally, their Twitter just said, "We've signed Kareem Hunt," and that was it. And I, I believe it
4: really was I, I thought I thought I saw two statements.
1: The first thing they released was that, then they released statements. But for a while it was that that's all that there was. It was just we've yeah. signed Kareem Hunt. I mean they had they had to they had to, kinda,
4: <laughs> they had to kinda they had to kinda uh prepare that statement for a while. Right. I don't blame that them for rushing that one out. They had to make sure that they covered all fucking ends of this conversation.
1: Yeah. Um
4: Dear God Almighty.
1: You know. This I don't want to spend too much time on this because you know, this
4: is uh. Can we can we at least read this one statement though? I yeah, want to read. I want to. I want to. Let me let me find it. I, I I gotta find it. This this damn statement about um, this because this is just weird, man. I gotta I, I gotta find it.
1: You know, I think a lot of the a lot of the experts were saying if any team was gonna take a shot on Kareem Hunt, it would be the Browns, oh, yeah. and here we are. It is interesting. I I will bring up one thing is that. Yeah. It is kind of weird that they did sign him because the the year that Nick Chubb just had his first year in the league, they still have Duke Johnson there. They're actually pretty, you know, they have a good uh, duo there. And I know it's Kareem Hunt who's in you know, when he's on the field not beating women, he's a pro baller, but um you know that's that's the the thing about him. but yeah, go ahead. Do you have that? Uh, statement? yeah, yeah,
4: I got it. I'm just gonna, I'm not gonna read the whole thing because it's pretty lengthy, but I did want to read a couple of things. So this is from uh GM on Don uh John Dorsey. I'm saying that right, Dorsey? Yeah. Yeah. Dorsey. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Could. So all right. So uh, talked about in the beginning how uh, uh his relationship and interactions with Kareem were starting in in his college days. He so said there were two important factors for signing him, and he said one is that Kareem took full responsibility for his actions and showed true remorse, and secondly just as importantly, he's undergoing and is committed to necessary professional treatment and a plan that has been clearly laid out. We've heard this before. We fully understand and respect the complexity of questions and issues in signing a player with Kareem's history and do not condone his actions. Given what we know about Kareem through our extensive research, we believe he deserves a second chance, but certainly with the understanding that he has to go through critical and essential steps to become a performing member of this organization aside from what the NFL determines from their ongoing investigation. So uh what so, extensive
5: and, research did they do? Look at his internet history or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I really Seriously. Don't they sound like <laughs> the fucking FBI. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah.
4: I and it's funny, so they and they said we fully understand Korean is su- subject to discipline by the NFL and God knows what that's actually going to be. Well, could yeah.
1: Be- I was gonna say because he's still on the. If I'm, I think I'm correct in saying this. I think he's still on the commissioner's commissioner's exempt list. Is he? Um, and like he still has to be. Like he may, he might get suspended for the whole year next year. Like it's still up for it's debate. possible. It's possible. he gets a game. yeah, or yeah, something like that. Or so I mean, like, Goodell's a joke. Like how how much should like Zeke got? What four games?
0: He I got four he games. Six, six. Yeah, six he got six
4: right. games after a lengthy, 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 lengthy court yeah. in and out battle. Yeah, yeah it
5: right. was uh, Ray Rice who got four games originally, and then obviously was banned. But yeah,
4: how much did um, Pearson get when he beat his kid?
1: A year. Was it a, a year? year?
4: Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's God. It's
4: gonna... You gotta love the consistency of the National <laughs> Football League, dear Christ.
1: Roger the Clown Goodell, I yeah. love it. <laughs> I mean, look, I mean, I know it's it's something that they talk about all the time with like the whole domestic violence thing in the NFL, and it's a problem, but holy fuck, it really is a problem. It's like, dude, it's like every month, like there's a player getting accused of domestic violence. It's, it's right. crazy.
0: And then it that's
4: crazy. why I said
5: earlier up today. That,
1: yeah. That's why I said earlier about AB, like, of course he did,
4: because it, it's always a high profile player. You know, going through some type of career changing move, and sometimes it's like, oh wait, did you know there's was a domestic violence case a few years yeah. ago? It's like, oh my god, uh, okay. it's 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 a train wreck, right? And there, you know, there 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 are people who debate, like, you know, if there's any domestic violence cases that shouldn't be even allowed in the NFL. And uh, you know, I'm not going to get into all that. The, the problem being is that it's not about. Uh, you know whether or not they want to be in the NFL or not. It's that the NFL can't make up its goddamn mind over how much they should suspend or punish a player each time yeah. this happens, right? They don't have a set precedent, and I think the other part of it is too is that whatever research, like you know, we're making fun of the intensive research that that the Browns did for Cream Hunt, but what research is the NFL doing, right? I mean, so we know we know they're talking with the authorities, right? Like whoever, whatever police, you know, is handling that case, but. You know, what determines the game length? Like? They don't ever tell us. They don't ever say anything about, oh, it's four games because it was two bruises. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like,
0: like, it, that, sounds,
1: oh
4: my that, God. Sounds, that sounds stupid and messed up, but truly, like, what else could it be? right? Yeah. Like what, what, what is the precedent for suspending somebody a year versus a game for domestic violence cases? That's what I, <laughs> I understand. Think,
5: I think Roger Goodell is just throwing darts at a dartboard and wherever it lands, that's what they get.
4: Yeah. And it's like, and the and died, the other thing is like it's gotta, it's gotta, it's a gotta be a plea deal thing, right? It's like, okay, look, you make a lot of money. You are one of the top draws in the NFL right now. If you go into care, I will give you one game. Uh-huh. And that's the conversation. I'm I'm convinced at this point. I, I'm
5: convinced I, that it's a dartboard, and if he hits the bullseye, then you're suspended indefinitely without I will.
4: I will happily hear from somebody who knows better than me on this type of stuff, but we see this time and time again, and you can't really blame any of us or any of the fans for that matter for being angry when this type of thing happens. We've heard this story a hundred times already. Yeah. At what point do they crack down on this completely and say, look, if you do this, you're getting a year. Like, that's it. because They'll they'll take four games. Like you know, say say Hunt gets four games. Okay, he's back at it and top star is not you know top star of the NFL again. Like yeah. it, it's
5: it's like it doesn't matter. You well, know, players
4: will hesitate more for a year. You know, it, it it's kind of a a domino effect here.
5: Well, to to get off of uh um, the domestic violence issue. Yeah, please Graham do. Hunt, uh, <laughs> just looking at we've seen it before with even Adrian Peterson. He goes from. Uh, MVP of the league with the Vikings to bouncing around the league with. Uh, where is he now? Washington and yeah, well, finding yeah. success there finally after what five other teams, some something, something like that. Uh, it, so, you know,
0: yeah. He played for, he played so for New when,
4: Orleans and was and was pissed off that he wasn't top running back, so he got to
1: to Arizona. Yeah, right.
5: So when you look at when you look at running backs, there, I there's a, almost a question: Are running backs a product of systems? Or if the if because a lot of a running back's uh, future depends on the offensive line that he has. Yep. Uh, And I went back and I had said this with Lamar Jackson. Without the hole, the running back can't do shit. So when you look at the, you you have to look at Cleveland's offensive line to to even decide how Kareem Hunt will even do. Um, Because obviously he'll be fine as a receiver because Baker Mayfield, unless he miraculously like for some reason, unfortunately. Uh, like breaks himself in like <laughs> a million different pieces and cannot play for next year, mm-hmm. then kareem hunt will be fine as long as he's on the field if he's not if he's not on the field um if he's not on the field uh, because he's suspended that's a whole different issue but if he's a run but if he's actually running the ball and not going out as a receiver then the that's a big question as to how he'll do
4: the other thing too the other thing too is that entire sorry to cut you off but no, the, the the other thing too is like it, it you know that this is him on this team now given he's not given a year suspension the browns now are kind of a threat in a way um because now you I know, know ba- ba- baker, <laughs> baker mayfield has proven himself i i feel like i don't know if I, I, yeah. what you guys think i think he's proven himself
1: I, I mean he had a good first year for sure right so Honestly, and then i think they, quarterback i, <laughs> I love baker. my favorite
5: quarterback i love yeah. you
1: know I a like lot of more and everything him shit around in college, but goddamn, well, I wish the Broncos got him.
4: Remember when they said that like he was gonna lose his draft value because when he grabbed his crotch at that one game? Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, no, he's not. He's <laughs> he's gonna be yeah. fine. People love this shit. So uh but no, he I think he's proven himself a quarterback and now they've filled the hole that they really need on offense. Now they have a, a, a potentially killer running back now.
1: Okay. So we can't say killer. Oh, geez. You know what? Yeah, you know
4: what? Yeah, on, you,
5: know what? The NFL. yeah like, you know what? On.
4: Yeah, I'm here. I'm sorry. <laughs> if a, you were a talking a about good, baseball,
5: that'd be different. Solid. Like, seriously.
4: Talented running back.
5: There you go. Definitely. Better <laughs> in
4: offense. Sorry. Yeah, bad Better choice of
5: words. I apologize.
1: <laughs> yeah, I apologize. Um, come on, yeah,
5: don't just funny. take out half the NFL here. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but no, I mean, it'll be interesting. You know, t- does that mean Duke Johnson goes probably, and he was probably there. You know, because he would be their best uh, receiving back. So, you know, we'll see. But, yeah, the I Browns would, could be a, could the Browns I would could argue he doesn't. I think
5: they're uh, well, I think they trying to build a – what's the proverbial – the the old phrase from back in the day, the three-headed dragon at running back? Yeah. Yeah. I well, think, it, it, I think I, that's look, what I they're think, trying to
1: do. I think they – if they could, they would. It's just – I don't know. It might be a, a situation with salary cap. I mean, I know uh, the article I'm reading, uh, it's from CBS, and – you know, I don't know if this is completely true or not, but they're saying Kareem Hunt only signed for about a million dollars. I was about to so, say he's not in any any place to make high demands here. Yeah,
0: he's not, so, he's
4: not. But give give him give him a season or two, and he will be.
5: Okay, yeah. yes, but that's after a season or two of productivity, and whether or not he even produces,
1: or he even plays. So exactly. that'll be interesting. Um, but let's. Uh, we've been on this for a hell of a long time, but uh, it was a good talk. Um, you know. We, it, is, gonna, it has been fun. Yeah, we are gonna move on now. Thank you, John, for joining us. Our first ever guest. Uh, really good discussion points. Hopefully, we'll be back. You'll be back on again. Soon. I will happily come back if, uh, if you, if you're willing to have me. Well,
4: <laughs> well, I, well. So, other you know, thing I want to mention. You know, I, met, and I mentioned it in the in the uh, trashy guest bio that I wrote for him He's also a huge Orioles fan. I know baseball is going to be coming up very soon. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure we'd happily have him. I'll uh, uh, talk if he's willing, uh, <laughs> if he's willing. Oh, that'll be fun yeah, yeah. But, but, uh,
0: anyway, thanks yeah. for
4: coming on dude
1: Yeah. for, it, for now thank you
5: thank you guys so much again
1: <laughs> yep thank you, talk and, to you soon, uh, man. yeah we're gonna move on now to Zach's track of the week
2: uh, this week I have a deep dubstep song I'm gonna go with dubstep today since I'm going to see Excision tonight <sighs> In oh Atlanta, show. sold out show. Um It's called It's a song, first of all, I want to say it's a song made entirely out of sounds from Monty Python and the Holy Grail.
4: Oh my god, what?
2: It's called Knee <laughs> Womp" by Sloth.
4: Oh my god, I'm listening to this later. God damn it.
2: I'm gonna go ahead and post it on Twitter. So if you like if you like underground, you know, electronic music, if you like dubstep, give it a listen. Cool song. Right. And also if you like uh
1: if you like Monty Python, definitely check it out. Oh,
2: yeah. That's why I'm interested.
1: Good stuff. All right. We're going to end the show there. Uh, thank you, as always. Uh, we're having a lot of fun doing this milestone episode for us today, episode 20. Uh, as always, I will plug everything. Um, I will just say if you need to contact us or want to contact us, um, at Complay Network on Twitter is where to reach us. Uh, I do want to say a special thank you again to our uh, guest this week. John uh, really had some good insight and was good stuff there. Uh, we will be back next week for episode 21. Um,
0: 21.
1: <laughs> he was holding on to that.
4: Oh, yeah, he absolutely was. <laughs> you heard it, too. Oh, my God. Uh, that was great.
1: But... But until then, uh, we will see you next time uh, for episode twenty-one of the <laughs> podcast. Seven.